This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, May 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The morning call reports that officials in Lehigh Valley International Airport say it will be a low-key affair when President Donald Trump arrives today, or at least as low-key as an Air Force One landing can get. The latest FAA advisory calls for restricted airspace for 30 nautical miles around Lehigh Valley International Airport from 1230 until 530 Thursday. Trump will be touching down at the airport and then departing for a private tour of Owens and Minor Incorporated and N95 Mask Distribution Center in Upper Mukunjee Township. The White House press office has not announced any public appearances by Trump in the Lehigh Valley. An airport spokesman said that they are discouraging people hoping for a glimpse of the president from gathering along the airport's fence. While the practice was allowed last summer when a convoy of military helicopters flew through, the stakes are different now because of the pandemic, so they're prohibiting people from standing along the fence line. Kathy, Trump- I, I, sorry, I, I guess it's a, I don't know if the uh, modifications have been made yet, but they might be planned or are, have actually been made of what they're doing to Air Force One. It's an amazing aircraft. It's astonishing, all the stuff that's aboard that airplane. I would love to see that land. I mean, exactly what they're saying don't do, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the in, outside, in different... it's just, you know, obviously it has that, that, it's just a regular jet, but the stuff they have incorporated into it is amazing. Yeah. So drivers should expect some road closures in the region during the president's visit, but details have not been released. Uh, while little information is available, drivers may want to avoid Route 22 and Route 100 this afternoon as a precaution. For nearly two hours on Tuesday evening, Reverend Nicholas Martirano of St. Nick's Catholic Church was driving around South Philadelphia on the back of a red pickup truck, blessing parishioners who haven't been able to attend Mass in person for months. Of course, the, of course, the church would normally be the place where the faithful would come to feel at peace and relieve any anxiety caused by the pandemic. But like many other houses of worship, St. Nick's has been closed to the public to slow the spread of coronavirus. Even though we have a virtual Mass every Sunday and people can tune in, the most important part is missing, being able to receive Jesus and the Eucharist, Motorano told CNN. So he decided it was best to bring the church to them. Dozens of parishioners came out of their homes to greet uh, Martirano and receive his blessing in what was no- in what is known as in the Catholic faith as the blessed sacrament. Frank Quinn, a member of the church for 40 years, drove in a car ahead of him playing religious music. And then Brian Donnelly, another longtime member of the church, drove the truck that the priest was in. Standing for two hours on the back of the pickup truck would be difficult for anybody, but Quinn said that the 70-year-old priest took no breaks. Moderano and his crew currently don't have any more ride-bys scheduled, but he said if the pandemic continue, continues uh, to keep the church doors closed, he won't hesitate to get back on the pickup truck once again. So I, think, that may- I think I have a method here for dispensing Eucharist that is actually would be safe during this time. Do you remember as a kid, you pressed, used to have those guns that would shoot little discs? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah and you could stack right so that we you're... We have them. Right? So as you're passing you by... Yeah, why not? This way you can keep your distance. Those things would shoot a good a good... 25 feet so mm-hmm. but he we see you're seeing him in the back of the truck poking along it's it's pretty wild yeah, his birthday was tuesday he turned 70 uh and they said he he went for hours yesterday and and just drove through all of south philadelphia <laughs> they had one little there, mess yeah. one <laughs> little yeah, yeah but, but the, other than that it was fine it was 
Officials at the Jersey Shore are making plans for Memorial Day weekend, and some are waiting for more guidance from Governor Phil Murphy before they make a call about opening the beaches. 6ABC reported that Wednesday's sun drew walkers and runners to the boardwalk in Ocean City, which is open for active recreation along the beach. People also lined up for a slice of Mango and Mango pizza. In a call Tuesday with some shore town mayors, Governor Murphy said that reopening plans are moving forward, later tweeting the Jersey Shore is part of our DNA, and we all want to see it humming through the summer, but we must move strategically and safely. Wildwood Mayor Pete Byron says the beaches there are open for sunbathing as long as people stay six feet apart. He's hoping the people who choose to come will wear masks and be safe. Byron also added that the boardwalk will be monitored to keep from uh, keep people from gathering in crowds. What if you sunbathe with a mask on? <laughs> right. <laughs> what, oh my God. What kind Steve, of tan is it? I wonder if we're going to see these tan lines. <laughs> because you know people are going to fall asleep or something mm-hmm. or forget mm-hmm. to take them off. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. In Longport, officials are still deciding, but the mayor says he's leaning towards allowing chairs and blankets on the beach, but no swimming for Memorial Day weekend. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. Participants on a board of governors call with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver left the meeting feeling positive about the league's momentum towards resuming play this season. Owners and executives on the call were encouraged about the league's progress towards minimizing health risk upon a return and the league's office uh, office's conversations with the Players Association about their desire to eventually restart the season. Discussions centered on health and safety concerns, including the goal of getting team officials and players comfortable with the idea that a positive test for the coronavirus upon a return would not stop games. Silver added that if a positive test would shut us down, we probably shouldn't go down this path. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey opened the door for professional sports to return to the state. He said that professional sports, including the MLB, the NBA, the NFL, and the NHL, can resume without fans this weekend. The state is starting to reopen during the pandemic and had discussions with leaders of the leagues, but Ducey did not say which ones or elaborate on what activities might take place in Arizona. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred was open to games being played in Arizona and other sports such as basketball and hockey have considered playing the remainder of their regular season in hubs with several teams playing in one location. The PGA Tour is stressing the importance of various social distancing measures and stay-in-place initiatives as the organization attempts to return in June after what will be a three-month shutdown. Some of that will be unrealistic as players and caddies attempt to go about their normal routines during the course of a day at the tournament. Executives are emphasizing the need to follow strict protocols because the tour is likely to administer just one COVID-19 test per person during a tournament week with pre-screening and daily temperature checks also part of the procedure. The hope for the PGA is a return to competition on June 11th at the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, Texas. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kath. So we have a few things that are going on today and we welcome you to a beautiful sunny Thursday. We are going to have some guests on the show. Uh, We will have iced tea on the program. Yeah. Ice-T is going to be jumping in, and he's talking about Equal Standard, and it is, um, uh, it's debuting today. You can stream it. Uh, we'll get the information from him a little bit later on, but we've had Ice on in the past, so it would be cool to talk to him. Uh, we also have uh, one of my big celebrity crushes, Alice Eve, <laughs> yeah, she's on great. the show. Uh, from uh, She's out of my league. Which is where oh, she first kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, she is in a series called Belgravia, 
which is available now, and it's uh, on Epics. It's uh, Downton Abbey-esque. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we will talk to her. And also, a, we're having a, a guy on who was a Not Your Average listener at one point, and I'm going to mess up his name big time, Dr. David uh, Fadgenbaum. I don't remember. I'll have to ask him how you say the name. He was a guy, essentially doctor that cured himself yeah he worked on his own cure yeah he had a, a yeah. rare disease and managed to find a cure for it let's put his ass on this stuff well that's kind of what yeah. he's working on and that's what he's talking about so we'll just get a little bit of information about uh currently existing uh treatments to maybe work for COVID 19 right. so anyhow we'll get it's mumbo jumbo to me we'll get we get the real deal from him a little bit later on now uh we have to announce our winner from the coolest teacher of the year Yesterday, Marissa, I have uh, concerns. Come in here, Uh-oh. please. Uh-oh. Marissa, where, where she is go? she? Oh, she left. She's done. We're... I pointed yeah. to her and, and <laughs> my sheet of paper with a, going like, I don't know what this means. So anyway, she's gone. I'll go ahead and do this anyway. Uh, we asked the students of uh, Ridley High School to text in and let us know who they thought the coolest teacher of the year was. And we have an answer. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Marissa, come in here. These tweets confuse me. This is the this is the teacher. Who's this? I don't get it. All right, our winner is our winner is Kevin Acker. Now explain. Kevin Acker is a chemistry teacher. Well, Marissa gave me some information here. She she always gets these bios and. Uh, but I'm confused because it says dad is currently the principal at Ridley. His dad is the principal at Ridley? His father. No way. Okay, so Kevin Acker's dad is the principal. Wow. Kevin is a chemistry teacher, and I'm assuming that he recently got engaged. Is that what this is all about? Okay, he got engaged last summer, which is nice. Okay. I was confused. I'm, I'm like, uh, I, I didn't understand. We don't know this guy. Dad thing. His father is the principal. Okay, there you go. So the students love him. We do know that. Yes. Uh, they voted for him, and they have now stated he is the coolest teacher of the year. So we are happy to reward him with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. And maybe we'll get a chance to talk to him a little bit later on this morning. Now, with that, we need to choose a new school. So it's you, man. It's you. It yeah, it's I guess. We're gonna we're gonna fill in for Kathy and Nick who are not in the studio. So I can pretend to like see my hand. I can pretend to. You know what? Uh, I can I can hold it up to the the phone yeah. and you'll be able to read it. Okay. Yeah. You want to do <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah. Do yeah, that. Sure. All right. Yeah. I'll reach in. Let me grab a name. I've grabbed okay. a name. Picky. And Kathy, let's see if you can indeed. Read yes. This. Okay. Fire away. We're leaving Pennsylvania and we're going to New Jersey, Delran High School. Oh! And there it is. Delran High School, Delran, New Jersey. It is up to you to let us know who this coolest teacher uh, of the past year has been for you. So, simple to do. We've simplified it. Marissa has simplified it. You text the word teacher to 39333, and then we send you the voting link. Don't send over the names to that text. Do not do that. That's going to be a wasted vote. So, please follow the steps. Just text the word teacher to 39333. We send you the voting link, and then you fill that out. It's really easy. Marissa was saying that Ridley High School, who did all the voting yesterday up until this morning, she said they were they were great. Exactly. Dent, like, we're, 
I guess the Preston Steve show is pretty pretty popular in, in the Ridley area because uh, we got the most votes from that. So Love it. So come on. This is a challenge to you, Delran. All right. Delran High School, you have about 24 hours to do it. So we are waiting to hear your vote. Let us know. We want to find out. All right. With that, let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is coming up with a stupid question. Some stuff for you to win. We're going to have a good time this morning. Make sure you stay there. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So our uh, coolest teacher from Ridley High School is Mr. Kevin Acker, chemistry teacher. Next, we want to find out from Delran High School in Delran, New Jersey, who the coolest teacher of the past year has been. Uh, text that word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the link and we'll see who it's going to be tomorrow morning. I have a stupid question that can net you a prize of a $50 Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse gift card. And this is a really weird one. So there is a condition. It is called uh, dystichiasis. Dystichiasis. Dystichiasis means that you were born with a double row of what? 215263WMMR. It's very interesting. Dystichiasis means you were born with a double row of what? I think I know what this is. All right, 215263WMMR. Let's see what your answer is, Steve. Uh, hedges? No. No. Oh, oh I'm no. sorry. Mm-hmm. You don't, you're not born with hedges. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, you yeah. grow them later on when that's, you own a house. Yep, yeah, I got it. Whatever's okay. So some birthdays today, Thursday, May 14th. Whole lot of them today. We'll start with the uh, the band Alice in Chains, or bassist Mike Inez, is celebrating his 54th birthday today. Wow, man. Bass players. <laughs> They're forever locked in time in my mind, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. Alice in Chains? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. We were, uh, actually, I was just uh, listening to some uh, Alice in Chains yesterday, and their band that you, you're like, oh, yeah, they that song, that song, yeah. that song. is one of those, so... Uh, celebrates 54 today, so happy birthday to Mike Inez. Uh, George Lucas. Uh-huh. Wouldn't have Star Wars without George Lucas. And uh, driving force and many other things, too, including the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. He's the guy that, that told Spielberg, you need to do this. He co- co-wrote with Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, and uh, listen, obviously we know Star Wars. We know all that stuff. But change things up a little bit if you want to honor George Lucas. And watch American Graffiti. Yeah, it's a great movie. Absolutely. George celebrates his 76th birthday today. A couple of musical birthdays as well. Ian Astbury, who is the lead singer of The Cult. Uh, he turns 58 years old. This is a cool tune, yeah. yeah. This is my driving song. This is a good yeah. driving song, Steve. This is the windows down. Yep. Song cranked up type of tune. Exactly. And you hit the accelerator right here when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Go like 150. <laughs> Which people are driving yeah. these days, yeah. Uh, so Ian mm-hmm. Asbury, 58 today. Happy birthday to him. Uh, and CC DeVille. Oh! CC, pick up that guitar and talk to me from yeah. Poison. He is uh, 58. He's hilarious. We had With him that on. Voice. 
He had we had him on the show one time, and he told us about running around a hotel room with a feather duster shoved yep. in his butt. <laughs> and he's just he's funny. I remember him when uh, they would had they had uh, Rock and Roll Jeopardy yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, on VH1. He was a contestant on that, and he was a riot man. In the time of the band, their first go around, I hated him. I yeah. found him annoying as hell. Yeah, and now I like him. I just thought he was kind of a just a mediocre guitar player because at the time when when Poison was out, there were people who were really shredding. We were playing, just ripping up the guitar. And he was playing a little more bluesy, more simple version. And it didn't seem as impressive as the others. But still, he did what Poison needed, man. Yep. Poison's a guilty pleasure for me. Uh, so he's 58 today. Uh, here's an actress that I have a crush on, Kate Blanchett. Yes. Uh, she is 51 years old today. So she's she's in my age range. She's got about 91 movies coming out. She's in... Tons, of, Tons stuff. of stuff, yeah. All the time. She's a great actress. Thor All Ragnarok, man. Yeah, um, if you that. want a really hot goth look. Yeah. That's what pushed the sexy over the top for me on her, was uh, Thor Ragnarok, for yeah. sure. Um, Played she's Hela? A, uh, was that her name, Hela? Yeah, yeah. I think Hela! Right. <laughs> Hela Boner. <laughs> Hela! Uh, she's great in The Aviator, too, Steve. As, as uh, Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. She's been in tons of stuff. She's 51. Uh, actor Tim Roth uh, turns 59 today. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Honey Bunny. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, Planet of the Apes. Yes. Uh, so he's 59 today. Uh, yeah, and, and this uh, Planet of the Apes was that first one with Mark Wahlberg. Oh. Remember, he's the bad guy. He's the, he's the, evil, yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. evil chimp. Uh, he was a crazy chimp, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a bad chimp. Uh, <laughs> Sophia Coppola. A screenwriter and director and daughter of Francis Ford Coppola. She horrible ever... actress. Go ahead, Kat. Oh, is she a horrible actress? Well, she was, she, she, I would <laughs> say bland. horrible. Just bland. She's in Godfather 3, yeah. acting not her thing, directing. Right. Yeah, lost in translation. Yeah. Well, she also has a line uh, of wine. She she does like the, the champagne. So, oh. uh, yeah, the Sophia is. Um, is I didn't know line. that. Yeah, with his winery. I thought it was hilarious that you didn't know that the Coppola wine was. Francis Ford it's Cola. not that I didn't know. I think I just didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, you didn't care. <laughs> yeah, this like wine. I just the I, I remember going to like Total Wine and I'm like, okay, get the the director's cut. That's a, a good bottle of wine. And then <laughs> getting home and I was like, oh my oh, god, oh, look at that. Now, the word is there's an extensive Godfather museum at his vineyard at the family vineyard, their first vineyard. And it's uh, supposed to be really cool. Well, yeah. that vineyard looks awesome. Like, if you go there, they have um, a restaurant on site that yeah. has, like, a pool, and you can go for the day. And apparently, like, you have to book well in advance because uh, it's, like, such a beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful setup there. Uh, so we, we, we tie in Kathy's discovery of the Coppola uh, <laughs> family with uh, Castaway and the fact that Wilson... Uh, the <laughs> yeah, the volleyball was the brand name, and it's Robert Zemeckis' birthday, and ah. he directed Castaway. Oh. Look at that. Circle of Life, Simba. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he is also, he's done a lot of great stuff. Forrest Gump, Back to the Future. He just did the reunion. Who framed, who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, he was he was in that reunion yeah. video, or the, the Zoom meeting. Uh, so he's 68. What music are we playing? Back to, Back to the, the Future. Future. Which one? Like... The theme. This is the main theme? Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't pick that out. Uh, so he is uh, 68 years old. You know what he directed as well, Preston? What? Used cars. Shut up. Yeah. That movie is hilarious. It's one of our, you and I know it, one of our guilty pleasures. Oh, my God. Yeah. Does it hold up over time? It does. Okay. I just watched it. It is funny, dude. 
Uh, so he's 68. Then you have uh, Amber Tamblin, the actress from The Ring, and Joan of Arcadia, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. She's 37. Are they doing a new Traveling Pants? That's the word. I don't know. Yeah. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Those have to, they have to be stinking pretty bad at this point. Wait, was she, is she the chick that comes out of the well in The Ring? That's not her, no, right? No, no, okay. no. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, co-founder, is 36 years old today. Whatever happened to the other founder? Oh, the uh, founders. They uh, the the they sold it out. Little Weiss Brothers or whatever the hell they. Yeah, are. yeah I, I I guess you know so. I, Zuckerberg I, always looks like Winklevoss. Zuckerberg always looks like he sharded <laughs> and is <laughs> trying to get to a bathroom. Like he's like just not quite sure. Exactly. I never saw a Social Network. Is it a good movie? It is a good movie. It's okay. it's really good, and um, it, it, you know, it, it paints him as kind of a scumbag, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, happy birthday, scumbag. Yeah, uh, wealthy scumbag. 36 years old today. I think it was 36, yeah. Uh, then you have David Byrne of Talking Heads, 68. I got a bunch of birthdays, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just rifle through right. these last few. But David Byrne, fantastic musician, great music uh, throughout the years. Danny Wood, New Kids on the Block. Oh. I think he was, was he one of the ones that was at uh, uh, Keenan's, Danny? Is he the horse face one? Yeah, he's the horse face then one. He yeah, was he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, had a, we had a whole bunch of sugar cubes for him. Uh, Danny is 51 because we had Danny and Jordan uh, were the ones that were at. Uh, I'll never forget. I, we, I know we're going to talk about it You know, next week. Uh, I will never forget when he walked, I walked out. <laughs> what, what? What is this? Yeah. Because they thought they were going to like a radio studio. Yeah. And they walked into Keenan's and they had a seizure. He's 51. Uh, Fab Morven, who is uh, one half of Fab Aww. and Rob. Yeah. Millie Vanilli. Yeah, the other one's dead, right? Yes, sir. Oh, Rob, man. did he not commit suicide? I think he did. Yeah, it was either that or a drug overdose uh, or he, a purposeful drug overdose. He is 53. And then the last birthday is Miranda Cosgrove, uh, School of Rock. She was great in that. She she played a, uh, a like a hot teacher on uh, the Goldbergs. Really? She looked damn good. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, she's 27. All right, let's uh, get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, dystichiasis is uh, a rare condition where you are born with a double row of what? 215-263-WMMR. And I will go to Ralph. Hey, Ralph, good morning. Zuckerberg sharded. <laughs> Zuckerberg sharded. Zuckerberg sharded. All right, so uh, what are we talking about? A double row of what? Eyelashes. Eyelashes, yes. <laughs> Sticking teeth all the way. I know. I was throwing you off there. Ralph, you got it right. By the way, Elizabeth Taylor was born with that. You wouldn't mind being that, Kathy? Is that what you said? Yeah, to have, like, does it make you look like you have extra eyelashes? I don't know. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor was born with that, and she probably had great eyelashes. She had four (laughs) eyes. All right, so Ralph is going to get a $50 Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse gift card. Uh, Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham is open for takeout and curbside pickup, and they have two menus to choose from, Nebraska and the Iron Abbey, plus a large selection of beer and wine is available for curbside pickup, and the uh, bottle shop is open. Nebraska has added a butcher shop to go as well. Complete info at nebraza.com. Fans think that Khloe Kardashian is pregnant with Tristan Thompson's baby. Uh, the star unwittingly started the rumor mill after she was posing old shot, posting old shots of herself on Instagram and cropped her stomach out of the new ones she continues to post. Look, it's Throwback Thursday. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, she posted an Instagram story 
that featured her in a baggy caftan. Am uh, I prego or not? That concealed her stomach. What's a caftan, Kathy? Uh, kind of like a, I think it's like a, um, you know, just like a, a bigger type sweater or, or That's the thing you transport killer whales in. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of a word. Not uses them. a typical look that she would opt for. She's also fueled the rumors with comments on a recent episode of their show. She said she was thinking about, quoting, getting some sperm from Thompson with whom she shared true. Uh, the pair split after he cheated on her multiple times and so on. Doesn't she keep a picture of it in the refrigerator? I, she might. I have no idea. Um, I mean, so good. It's insane the the caliber of men that these women choose to be with. They are they they pick serial philanderers. I they wonder... pick people who are the most unreliable people. And they, 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 you know, again, they say the sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I, but I wonder if, like, it's calculated. Like, you know, like, okay, um, I, you know, maybe, maybe these men won't uh, meddle in our in our affairs. Are you looking at them as just like sperm machines? Basically, that's it. Yeah, maybe right. sperm donors. Yeah. Nothing more. It's possible. Wait, what's your logic here? My logic is that the the momager and the daughters are so. Um, calculated in their moves and maneuvers that the, everything is monetized. So their babies, their children, they're monetized, right? So uh, if if I can if I can get a father who will not be, we're not meddling everything. Who will not meddle in everything? Then yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think you might. I think there might be something to it. I think what you're saying is that you you. In other words, the the case is they can. They're, they're multimillionaires. All of them. They don't. Yeah. They don't need anything. Right. So, but they want to have the kids. So they want they might they actually may prefer someone who's a little bit removed and that they don't have to deal with as often. So you're thinking they track down a guy that they think uh, do they make this agreement with him ahead of time or is this or are they manipulating the man too? That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. Hey, listen, I, I'm just I, wondering what you think. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here right now, but He's like I'm just kind of wondering like why even. After everything that has happened over the last couple of years with Tristan, well, she has the worst track record. So, yeah. she, and, but also the funny thing is, is that there was a story. I was reading the story yesterday, Preston, and there were like four pictures of Khloe Kardashian. She did not look the same in any, any picture, of, yeah. Yeah. any of them. <laughs> uh, or Casey, maybe they're just attracted to weird dudes. Yeah, yeah, they might possible. be. That's possible. All right. So, anyhow, she said that uh, she's not having it with the uh, the uh, rumors. She said, "I don't go on social platforms much these days," and this is one of the main reasons as to why I stay away. Uh, the sick and hurtful things people say. I am disgusted by so many things I am seeing. Shaking my head, people swear they know everything about me, including my uterus. And then she writes, sick. Sick. At the end of it. It's just sick. Of course, she's posting stuff constantly online and inviting this. Two of Johnny Depp's former romantic partners have come to his defense in his libel suit against uh, UK newspaper The Sun. He filed suit claiming the paper defamed him by referring to him as a wife beater in April 2018. Uh, As fans will recall, uh, his ex, Amber Heard, accused him of abuse. And uh, they are involved in a suit as well. Now, Vanessa Paradis and Winona Ryder testified in a hearing conducted virtually um, on behalf of uh, of Johnny. He has uh, all these people stepping forward. Uh, we've uh, this is according to Paradis. She said we've been partners for fourteen years, and we raised our two children together. Uh, through all these years, I've known Johnny to be a kind, attentive, generous, and nonviolent person and father. Uh, she added that he was never violent or abusive. 
And uh, Ryder said, I cannot wrap my head around Heard's accusations. Uh, in the this is according to the court documents. Well, there have been holes put in her story. She's uh, there were things that there was an audio tape that came out and other stuff that came out that supported the notion that she might have been the physical aggressor in Amber Heard's case. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Winona says uh, he was never, never violent towards me. He was never, never abusive at all towards me. Thank you. Uh, Depp is also switching up his lawyers, according to the blast. David Sherborn, uh, an English barrister who specializes in privacy cases. Uh, he previously worked with Princess Diana, Elton John, and Hugh Grant. Uh, the case is scheduled for July. He's a splendid client, however, I can't understand a thing he says. <laughs> he has a bizarre fashion of speech that I find hard to decipher. That's uh, Johnny's barrister who yeah. will be taking over. And mm-hmm. If he can't understand him, I don't know how he's going to do the conversation about. between those two. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Ellen DeGeneres has been hit with a series of allegations claiming she is one person on her show, but the opposite, cold and distant and mean in real life. This is what we were talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, Source tells Us Weekly she's done. Uh, Ellen is at the end of a rope. Uh, Source reveals exclusively in the new issue of Us Weekly. Uh, She thought this was all just sour grapes from a few haters. Uh, but it's not a passing thing. The hits just keep on coming. I don't I don't think she's done, really. You know, I think this is this is a little bit of a flare up, but the the Ellen Goodwill machine and her show is hugely popular. I think it take a lot more than this to reverse the public perception of Ellen. Yeah, listen, I I I'm my my wife's cousin used to work for her was, yeah. was her private chef and he you said some inside she was news? nothing but awesome. There you go. You know, so in fact, Steve, he, we were at their house and, and he, he was, was a nice guy. He, he was talking well, he was telling us how cool she was. Yeah, yeah, and generous. So I, I don't know what to think of all this stuff. The attacks he, began in earnest last month when YouTuber Nikki Diager uh said the sixty two year old was cold and distant toward her when she appeared on the show in January. Uh, and then she was dragged uh, for moaning about being quarantined in her $27 million manse, uh, likening the experience to being in jail. She wasn't moaning. She was making a joke. She was joking. Yeah, she, she was saying yeah. that it was like prison because yeah. they, they, you were isolated with lesbians. Exactly. And it was, it was the joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then Variety hit with a report in which uh, she left staffers on her show in the dark about their jobs and pay during the pandemic with her former bodyguard publicly deriding her as cold and dehumanizing. Uh, but she's leaning on her wife, Portia. This is according to a source that Ellen is so grateful to have Portia in her life as a soulmate and sounding board. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's been easy. You know, I would stop effing with Ellen because she has this uh, gorilla sanctuary. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she can release them. You weaponize some of those gorillas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to be laughing anymore. Uh, I love this. Nickelodeon has announced that the cast of SpongeBob SquarePants will team up for a virtual table read in the Stars of SpongeBob fan favored special, and that'll premiere on June 5th. So, everybody Tom Kenny, uh, Bill Fagerbake, or Becky, I'm not sure how he pronounces his last name, Patrick, of course, you know, he's yeah, been yeah. in tons of stuff through the years. Uh, Roger uh, Bumpus is Squidward, Carolyn Lawrence is Sandy, Clancy Brown is Mr. Krabs, and Mr. Lawrence is Plankton are all coming together. I would love to see that. For the half-hour virtually produced table read to bring classic SpongeBob SquarePants scenes to life. Uh, The special will feature animation from the original episodes alongside the voice cast as they recreate scenes that are voted for by the fans. What's the health status of the creator of the series? Remember, he 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 died. Did he, did he pass? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, when did that happen? Uh, it was right before the Super Bowl, remember, because uh, people wanted to uh, 
wanted them to do a tribute to him in the uh, that's in right. The yeah, because I remember. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that. I remember him announcing that he was, you know, gravely ill. Yeah. How much do you think those guys make for their voiceover work? Well, ratio of work to what they make, I bet you they're making a lot. They're not making Simpsons money, right. but they're making a lot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I think that's a good yeah. way to put it. For what they do, they probably make a fair amount of money. Uh, and it's funny because I saw this last night and I started talking to my kids and, and I want to, I want to, uh, while we're all together as a family, sit down and watch a few of the episodes that we absolutely love because I have like the first four seasons, I think, on DVD. Have you played any of the SpongeBob video games? Oh, yeah. All they're, they're a lot yeah. of fun. In fact, they're uh, great. Carter went back and replayed one recently yeah, yeah, yeah. and played through the whole thing. It was, it was a lot Case, of fun. You, you get to, you, you get yeah. to live in Bikini Bottom. Yeah, there's a driving one that I had. Uh, yes. That I, yeah. There was a driving one. Uh, so we started uh, we started reliving some of the episodes and talking about them last night. And a few that are mentioned here, the Alaskan Bullworm, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> Um, Dirty Dan is one of our all-time favorites. Dirty Dan, uh, the driving school is one of my, is one of my favorites. Yeah, when he goes yeah. to boat driving school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, band rehearsal and <laughs> the fun song, which uh, we had to sing last night as Sense well. Sense enhancers. Uh, so yeah, right, how does the fun song go? I know the campfire. F is song. for friends who uh, do stuff together. U is for you and me. <laughs> and is for anything and anytime at all down here in the deep blue sea. Love it. <laughs> And then Plankton tanks over and says, F is for fire that burns down the whole town and goes on. What so, I love it in those, and there were quick little moments, and it was very Ren and Stimpy in the way they would do a lot of the animation. So they would, you know, yes. here's a burger. And then they would cut to this Close static, up. horrible shot of the burger. <laughs> uh, I love those moments. Uh, Steve, the sentence enhancers. That could be yeah, my favorite. That could be my yeah. all time favorite. Yeah. Doodle Bob or Doodle, uh, Doodle, yeah, Doodle Bob was another good one. So there's tons of great episodes. All right. Moving on, a couple other things. Uh, do we want a uh, Cavallari Jay Cutler? Yeah, thing? we do. Sure, okay, because there have been developments, <laughs> and I actually been reading a little bit more on this. I'm, no. I'm actually writing a book. Uh, new report is shedding light into the reason that Kristen and Jay split after ten years together in her divorce filing. She cited marital misconduct now, but the real reason sources say is that Cutler was rude to her. How rude! How many times would you have been divorced up to this point? If if you right? if you could divorce on rudeness, uh, Rochelle would have filed suit yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yesterday, I'm sure yesterday. I was rude at some point yesterday. It was yesterday or the day before, I said something like, oh, "I was kind of rude." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so they reports have emerged in recent days that she felt he was lazy and unmotivated. Uh, but these sources say that's not true. I I heard this, and Casey, maybe you can uh, verify this, or I don't know if this was a uh, a rumor or a known fact throughout the NFL. He was supposed to be a really, to this point, a standoffish dick, like a, like difficult to to play with. And was that a reputation that Jay Cutler had? Uh, not, not no, not that I had ever okay. heard. The only um, time I had ever heard really anything sort of negative about Jay was when listen, he, he's a type two diabetic, Nick. That's the kind that you're born How with, dare right? He? That's the kind you're born with, Nick. Type two. Sorry, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so uh, at one point he had to. I guess take himself out of the game and, and um, you know, 
football is a warrior sport, and you're not oh, supposed on. to take yourself out of the game. And, and he got, like, upset at, like, some sort of assertions that uh, that he was soft or whatever. It was more Here's than a... that, though. That was that's an anecdotal thing. I, I, mm-hmm. I, there were, they, uh, the article I was reading is fairly extensive. said there were many incidents. I don't know. You can't trust this stuff. Well, who's well, writing these articles? I see is... it on the show a little bit. I've said this before. To me, he, yeah. did, he seemed like a dick um, on the show. All right. Type 1 case. He was type 1. Okay. That's the kind that you're born with? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Right. Type 2 is when you're uh, obese. Okay. Uh, so... That's what I'm... Uh, striving for. All right, Hamas. Uh, so they say, Kristen, you want to earn your diabetes. That's right. I don't want to just be handed to yeah. me. Do we know those you know oh. silver spoon guys? Yeah. You want to have ice cream on your silver spoon? That's right. That's right. This is a lifetime commitment. Not oh something God. that my parents just yeah. gave not me. Not going to phone my diabetes well, in. This freaking cutler guy. that spoon. <laughs> All right, so they say that Kristen's issue was how he behaved with her, their family, friends, and fans. That was the problem that caused their marriage to shut down. Uh, he would be really rude and dismissive and uh, of anyone who approached her. Another insider said he'd quickly shoo them away or roll his eyes to their faces. As shoo! Ask for photograph. Uh, for a photograph, and that Jay simply had no time or tolerance for them, and this would uh, embarrass her. Mm-hmm. Um, if you stop and think about it, Kathy, you can verify this. Uh, here she is with her, her, you know, like like her the, the 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 hairdressers and and all these flamboyant guys and all these people in her life, and you know, and Jay sitting in the corner. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna go look at the, uh, I'm gonna go look at the chickens. Well, and then they're like, yeah, and then they'll ask him a question, right? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I mean, like isn't it a recipe idea. for a disaster? It's a, it's a an athlete, a professional athlete, and a reality TV star. Yeah. Who, who expected this to go the distance? Yeah, well, yeah. What? Like, they also is long enough. Yeah, they I mean, had... long enough. It's long. That's what I meant <laughs> to say. Ten years is long enough for a lifelong <laughs> yeah. marriage. But so we just got to peek inside Kathy's relationship. Ten years is long enough. They've had similar but like way different upbringings in the sense that like she grew up in the spot. Spotlight as a you know a cast member of the Hills and and he was um, you know a five star recruit so he probably has been pampered from you know an early childhood all through high school and college and then professional sports and she was you know similarly pampered as her you know, she was coming up and then they meet somewhere in the middle um, yeah. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyhow, that you know, uh, we'll hear more about this. I don't like the assessment that he's lazy and unmotivated, though. By the way, because you can't be a professional. Tell him. Tell people what he did for you that time. That generous act. Uh, no, I'm just saying that uh, you're somebody who is a professional athlete for you know 15 plus years. You can't necessarily be a lazy and unmotivated. Well, maybe he is person. now. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't. He's just kind of, he, he did his time, and now he doesn't want to do anything. I don't know. Casey, don't know, how, how does it make you feel when Preston attacks Jay Cutler? <laughs> no, he's not attacking Jay okay. Cutler. He's just saying. No, that, I'm just saying it might be. He, he might, You can turn lazy, you know, at some point, even though you were an athlete. I don't think once an athlete, always an athlete. But right. you, you, that's probably the case more often than not. But right. I don't know. Enough. Uh, they both they're both horrible people. This other story said his his behavior when they filmed the reality show was at an all time low. If he wasn't happy with how something had come across, he would take his microphone off and storm off. And this horrified Kristen. And he was lucky that she was an executive producer, as it meant that those scenes and his horrible behavior never made it on television. Mm. So that may have been what was going right. on behind the scenes. A little peek behind the curtain. Uh, Matt Damon said that his 21 year old daughter Alexia contracted COVID nineteen, but is now rec- uh, in recovery. 
Uh, he said, our oldest daughter's in college. Obviously, that's been shut down, but she's in New York City, and she had COVID really early on. Matt Damon is a 19-year-old. Along with her roommates, uh, we got through it fine. Uh, he said that, um, well, he's in quarantine with his wife, uh, Luciana. And I think it's her daughter from a prior, a prior relationship. Oh, okay. And they're that's in the- Ireland, aren't they? Preston? Uh, I, I, it yeah, I, think, I, think, I think Matt Damon's in Ireland. They went to shoot a movie. He he did speak to a uh, a Dublin uh, radio station. Yes, so. so he was. They were filming a movie, okay. and when the court, when all this broke out, he stayed there with family. And, you know, and uh, so he's been there. So he's there with his wife and their three children: Isabella, Gia, and Stella, and uh, Alexia. Yes, his daughter from previous marriage. Okay, all right, Nick, uh, yeah. for her. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Here's good news. Amanda Klutz said her husband, Nick Cordero, has emerged from his coma. This is the guy, uh, who had his right leg amputated. He was a, a an actor, a, a stage actor. Yeah, yeah. Broadway star, yeah. Uh, yeah. So she shared on Instagram story. She said, he is awake. We did it. Uh, he has been recovering from COVID-19 and the struggle has been intense. So, um, you know, it's, uh, he's, so- he's hopefully going to make a comeback, but there's, you know, there's issues because, you know, he had to have his leg amputated. It's terrible. Again, the vast majority of people will handle it. But one of the insidious aspects of this, of COVID-19 that uh, I was talking to Dr. Mike with, uh, this blood clot issue, Preston. And that's what happened with him uh, uh, losing uh, losing the leg. And it's uh, and, and they, they're, they're trying to get a handle on why these clots form. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a... You know, you you may survive, but you can come out with some serious issues. Lung damage and other stuff, yeah. And and, and lifelong problems, so we'll see. Uh, Bachelorette fans who are holding out for Tyler Cameron and Hannah Brown to get together may not be wishing in vain. A source tells E she's someone who's a dear friend of mine, and I'm very grateful that we can have a friendship now, and that's that, you know. But you know, know? everyone just makes a big deal. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is him. This is he. This is in source. This is a Tyler Cameron statement. So he's a really good source. He's a really he's the good one source. in the relationship. Uh, a source close to me. Me. He said everyone just makes a big deal out of everything, and that's just how it's going to be. Huh? Uh, but I'm very grateful to have her as a friend. He says, "You're my friend." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Tyler, I am. I, Let's go look at water. Oh God. William Shatner is rejoicing after a police oversight committee in Alberta, Canada has agreed to investigate a May 4th incident in which a woman dressed as a Star Wars character (laughs) was forced to the ground by police officers. Uh, So he shared via Twitter, looks like they will actually look into it. Look at this, Star Trek coming to the defense of Star Wars. I didn't even think of this. Don't tell me those communities can't live together. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Uh, Prince Harry is missing his friends in the U.K. after he, wife Meghan Markle, and their son Archie moved to L.A. to pursue a more normal life. A more normal life in L.A. Uh, Royal reporter Katie Nichol says Harry has a lot of friends in the military community in the U.K., and, of course, he misses them. Uh, It's a very strange time for us all, but I think Harry is missing having a structure to his life right now. He doesn't have friends in L.A. like Meghan. Uh, he, uh, He doesn't have a job, so the moment... Uh, at the moment, he's a bit rudderless, uh, but it won't always be like this, and he knows that. We were seeking a normal life, like like one might find in Beverly Hills. Exactly. Uh, let's see here. Uh, following two screening events and Q&As, Parkland Rising from uh, Cheryl Horner McDonough will be released on June 2nd uh, to coincide with National Gun Violence Awareness Day. The documentary follows the teen-led gun reform movement that followed the uh, serial shooting at uh, Marjorie 
uh, Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Uh, executive producer Katie Couric will follow up on the premiere with a conversation with Will I Am, Manuel Oliver, Greg Kahn, McDonough, and Manju Bangalore. Uh, I have so, no idea. Yeah. So that's coming out June 2nd. And then one last thing about programming HBO Max is two weeks away from its bow and is already announcing a second wave of programming. The May 27th drop will include the Anna Kendrick comedy Love Life, the Amy Schumer docuseries Expecting Amy, and DC Universe's Doom Patrol. Uh, The second wave will land June 18th and will include a kid series called Karma, followed July 25th by the second season of DC's Doom Patrol and Sesame Workshop's Esme and Roy, Search Party and Adventure Time, Distant Lands, according to The Hollywood Reporter. I would like, Nick, perhaps you can do some research. Uh, What is the actual current tally of television shows available to uh, to us? Uh, What what are the number of shows that are out there right now? Well, it wasn't it was the highest they'd ever had when the uh, uh, for the Emmys last year, Steve? I remember that, and it was like over three hundred were eligible, right? Uh, and that was last year. So, but yeah, I'll check. Yeah, I'd be curious because there there is far far too much out there, and I don't know how many of these shows find any substantive audience or enough of an audience to keep them going, but they do. Yeah, yeah. There's just tons, tons, tons out there. I, that's why the subscription model sort of wins in in, in some of these cases because yeah, know. they're not exactly having to get ratings. They're no. just yeah, having subscriptions. subscriptions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move over to clips. The Netflix series Working Moms incorporates raw, unfiltered humor in the day-to-day situations new mothers often face. In this clip, creator and star Catherine Reitman discusses finding her inspiration for the series through postpartum depression. After I gave birth to my first kid, I had postpartum depression, and I kept fantasizing about driving somewhere and that like a car would just hit me and take me away. Not kill me. I'm not suicidal. Just put me in a hospital. With like, you know, some nice morphine and some food delivery service. Just so I could get like a break, a brain dead vacation. I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I want to mm. see it. Uh, Working Moms is streaming now on Netflix. Here's the next clip. In the futuristic new series, Upload, which Casey loves, humans are being, are able to upload themselves into a virtual afterlife of their choosing. In this clip, star Robbie Amell explains virtual uh, afterlives and where his character, Nathan, falls into the mix. Upload takes place in the not-so-distant future where if you know that you're going to die, you can upload your consciousness to a digital afterlife, but it's not heaven. These digital afterlives are run by giant corporations, and my character, Nathan, is a little bit of a shallow, self-centered douchebag who uh, his self-driving car crashes and... He gets uploaded to his girlfriend's account, and now she essentially owns him in the afterlife. You sound insane. Uh, Upload is streaming now on Amazon Prime Video, by the way, so you can watch it. And Steve, there last go. year, yeah. last year alone, sorry, Preston, last year alone, 532 television series were available for consumption in the United States. 532 separate shows. And that probably doesn't include series on uh, YouTube either, does it? No, no, no. That's like all the streaming services, the networks, uh, things like that. Yeah, and so they have, they don't have a tally for 2020 yet because <laughs> we're only halfway through. And I, who knows what production started and stopped, and so on and so forth. Dear God, wow. 
Uh, all right, so pick and choose. You got almost 600 things to choose from to watch if you want to. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We have a few guests on the program. Ice-T is going to be joining us. Alice Eve will be on the show and others, so stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. Small businesses are the backbone of our local communities, and right now they could use our help. Introducing WMMR's Operation Shop Local, encouraging you to buy a gift card from your local business to use in the future. But the cash you spend helps the business right now during a rough time. You can also make a difference patronizing businesses, offering home delivery or curbside pickup. If you run a local business, go to WMMR.com and list your business in our directory of available goods and services. Operation Shop Local is a free service. WMMR is promoting this local business directory for our listeners to review and support when possible. We're all in this together. A message in the community interest from the Beasley Media Group and WMMR. Reminder, our coolest teacher from Ridley High School is Mr. Acker, Kevin Acker, chemistry teacher. And we congratulate him. We're going to give him the presidency of coolest uh, teacher of the year coffee mug. Who will it be tomorrow from Delran High School? We'll mm-hmm. find out after the students and uh, everybody you know involved in Delran High School gets in touch and lets us know. Here's how you do that. You just text the word teacher, nothing else, just the word teacher to 39333. And then we will send back a voting link to you. And then you can let us know who exactly it is you want to be uh, given this cool little honor. Uh, so Delran High School, it's up to you. You have till uh, tomorrow morning, early, early, like 6 a.m. tomorrow morning to get it done. So go for it. I have stories about food oh. to share with you guys. It's time for comfort food, and it's time for a visit with the connoisseur. You know what? We'll lead with comfort food then, Steve. In these uncertain times, <laughs> that is comfort correct. food can provide um, comfort. Yes. Uh, McDonald's is offering medium fries free, let me reiterate, free medium fries every Friday now through June 28th. Friday. Now, there's a a, a minimum purchase of $1. Okay. That's nothing. Um, Yeah, and you have to place it through McDonald's mobile app if you want to get the free fries. Free Fries? That's totally worth yeah. it. Uh, but it's not going to be enough. i got to have a large fry. I, 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 I love can't, McDonald's fries. can't do just fries. a medium fry? No, I love McDonald's fries. And if I'm going to go, I'm going to go all in. Yeah, <laughs> I do love McDonald's fries as well. <laughs> right, Kathy? Do you? Like, I'll have three fries. <laughs> Give me half that amount. I don't, I, know, I don't think I can finish a large fry. I tell you what, uh, and there's, we, we, we've done complete segments just on French fries before, but... Uh, and there's all different kinds of fries, but I'm I'm glad I found a place uh, near me that uh, serves shoestring fries. Yeah. I love shoestring I, fries. I haven't had those in a long time. It's a place called Freddy's. It's a it's a fast food joint, and uh, they have the shoestring fries. Now the thing about shoestring fries for me personally, though, is when I'm swinging by there in the drive-through, I get them to go. By the time I get home, they've kind of softened up a little bit. You know okay. what I mean? I I want them. The best way to have those is right then and there. You, you, because right they, to the drive-through, even with people honking behind yeah, you, yeah, they, they cool off very quickly. So, oh, they um, look good. I, I do like. You see, each fry has its own at its own thing. Like the shoestring fry, I think they they tend to be um, they tend to be crisper. They tend to be, yes. I think, a little saltier. If you're in a little bit of a saltier mood, yeah. uh, I, I love that. As we and, talked about the difference between, for example, potato chips and potato sticks. Exactly. So the, what I love about shoestring fries, if you're sitting down to eat them, you know, when you when you get them on a plate as opposed to in a bag or something like that, is 
You can eat them with a fork if you want to. Yeah. But you're going to want to use a spoon yeah, to get, get every, every drop. drop. So, no, but you can use a fork, and, and I love to load them with ketchup. So. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. See, I eat them sans ketchup. Oh, I love ketchup. All right, fries. so, Steve, when it comes to the McDonald's fries, I have an important question for you. Right. Because I, I think I'm with you on large fry uh, only. But yep. occasionally I can go medium. And the reason I can go medium is that you can finish them uh, while they're all still hot, all of the medium fries. When the, when you have the large fries and you get to the last of the large fries, they're not as good as the beginning of the large fries Nick, unless I, you eat only fries during the meal. You right, know what I, I'm saying? I see, I see that you're sitting down, but I'm going to ask you to extra sit down when I tell you okay. I can eat cold fries, no problem. Mm. Uh, wow. I, I the, the fries, now I do like the fries warmer, yeah, I and like I, 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 I do like them hot as well. However, um... The, yeah, the cold fries I can rock. Uh, yeah, not that I, not that I would encourage. Not when yeah. I say, "Hey, could you freeze these up for me?" See, but uh, I'm not. It's it's not as big an issue for and me. And I like soggy fries. So press. Uh, uh, I actually purposely will make sure the bag is nice and tight. So they on the right, steam. they steams them up, and, right. and and you get more soggy fries I, as a result. I think my credit's been established because you remember. Crispy. Uh, I hate to bring this up, but <laughs> I, I know I've brought it up many times, but. I won a McDonald's coloring contest. You did. I remember that. You did. Yeah, many years yeah. ago. And uh, what I won, I, I used to get an entire bag. I think it was of like 10 bags of fries. Um, and, 10 bags of fries? And wow. I didn't eat them all then, but I put some in the refrigerator and, uh, and and then we would reheat them. But that's what a fan I was of the fries at the time. Wow. Yeah, no, I can't do reheated fries. No. I mean, I, if I have to, I will. Air fryer. I prefer them to be uh, right out of the fryer. Yeah. I got uh, you. I got you. I've never tried air fried reheated fries. Excellent. Maybe. Okay. Air fryer reheated fries. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll do that. I'll try that one there's, time. Here's your weekend plans. Yeah, you go. Right there. Right there. Uh, now, okay, go ahead. No, no. And then we're going to move on to something else. Yeah, we're sticking on the fry subject for a second because uh, I have lunch with uh, Chuck D'Amico in our uh, programming department. My dinner with Chuck. And the way he eats fries is uh, it's it's borderline adorable because he makes sure that whatever fries uh, are left are like the best fries and he like stacks them up so sometimes like he'll he'll take a fry and he'll put it on the other side of the plate and like save Chuck, it. Oh my god, he like Chuck, saves it? Yes. I want to kiss you. Wait a minute, he stacks them? Well, like so, in, a, in a geometric shape of some type or like well, a log cabin? The last time we ate together he had waffle fries and he basically had stacked all his favorite waffle fries to, you know. <laughs> he's like, hey, okay. So that's when you should go in and be like, you know what, do you mind if I have some? <laughs> I, uh, uh, I will save some uh, portions of food, not necessarily just fries, that's deemed to be the best quality, yeah. and save those for the final bites. Yes. What's the name? But before we move on, your shoestring fry place again. What's the name of it? Freddy's. Okay. Freddy's. Yeah. Thank you. All right, uh, we're going to stay with the uh, fries for a moment, but Ooh. in a different sense. Um, yeah, we're kind of moving on to another one. Shake Shack. Now they have they have uh, crinkle fries. And I am a fan of crinkle fries. I like their uh, fries. Uh, their crinkle fries are very crispy. Crinkle fries are yes. So in in my elementary school growing up, the French fry that you would often receive most often were crinkle fries. Yes, crinkle cut. Mine too. Although mine were really mushy. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Shake Shack has posted a video tutorial on its Twitter and Facebook accounts that gives a step by step instruction for making the brand's beloved cheese sauce. Jesus. Which you can get on the fries. Uh, ingredients include American cheese, cheddar cheese, canola oil, white wine vinegar, jalapeno, onions, salt, peppercorns, heavy cream, wow. and white wine. Man. As well. Nick. White wine. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, whenever I think of cheese sauce, my my uh, best friend Steve and I have this uh, saying on it, which is, um, "Get one with some cheese on it, God damn it!" Because <laughs> my dad said that one time. <laughs> he had a, he had a, he had a plate of nachos, and he went to Steve and said, "Here, Steve, why don't you, why don't you have some of these nachos here?" And Steve pulled one off, and according to my dad. It didn't have enough cheese on it. Oh, that's awesome. So he yelled, get one with some cheese on it, god damn it. <laughs> it, was, it was clearly an issue for your dad. He said he, it one time yeah. and you remember it for the rest of your life. We must have been high because we laughed our asses off at that. And I the mean, fact that you still say it this uh, many years later. I said it last awesome. week to him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Shake Shack, they have, uh, they have really... They have good cheese sauce. So for me, it's always about the pure, unadulterated fry. I don't even put ketchup on it. But now and then, I'll I'll dabble. I will do some cheese. I'll do some other stuff. When I'm sure that I've consumed enough untainted fries, and, and then I'm in a mood to be experimental. We're looking at the video of them making this cheese sauce. This is not an easy recipe. There's, no, uh, there's, uh, I, I, I tapped out after the first ingredient. There's steeping involved. No. There's uh, there's straining as well. And then you've got to uh, you got to temper it, and you've got to, you really got to take your time with it. But listen, that's, no. that's how the tastiest no, stuff Steve, comes about. Steve, you and I can just go <laughs> no. there and get it. Yeah, yeah. Take, we'll just go get it. Time and patience and a little TLC if you want to create something at home that is very, very young. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, those are ingredients I'm, un- hey, and I'm I incapable like the, of generating. <laughs> Shake Shack returned their $10 million coronavirus uh, stimulus loan. How about that? Right. Yeah, they, they got it and uh, didn't quite know all of the details. And uh, once they found out, they returned it. So that's some well, integrity in that company. Well, that and cheese sauce. Shake, if you guys recall, Shake Shack was responsible for me taking a dump on the side of the building over here. We did not know that. <laughs> How are they responsible? There goes that integrity. Yes, yeah, seriously. I so love much. Shake no, that, Shack that was, and it's worth it. But that was your own volition. And they didn't request you do that. No. But they, that's what you ate? Their ingredients. Try our fries and then crap on the side of your office. <laughs> their ingredients. Mm-mm-mm, so uh, good. Sped up the process, Kathy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love me some Shake Shack. They've, <laughs> they've got one at King of Prussia Mall, and, and every now and then we'll, the family will go over there. It's quick tasty. Where's the closest to here? <laughs> to here? Uh, probably King of Prussia Mall. There, right there's, now. there's Is one it even right open? Or, yeah, there's it one around it. the corner from um, Helium. All right. I would hope Is, that it's open. What's yeah. that, Kath? Is the one at the mall, is that inside or outside? It's, it's outside. outside. Is it? Okay. Yep. I know where it's, it's, it's across own... from the movie theater, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. it's its own dedicated restaurant in well, the parking lot. Well, there you lot. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would imagine they're open. Most places are open. Yeah. You just got to you just gotta, you know, out, pick up or deliver yeah. or whatever. They're uh, open, but they're not open until noon today. So, and, and I guess they have limited hours. They're only open until 6. Hey, so did I see a story this morning on 6ABC about uh, the cocktails now being made available? Yes. My uh, 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 A guy that owns a restaurant in Harleysville, it's called uh, Butcher and Barkeep. His name is Cody. I saw him on the news this morning. Speaking of fries. Uh, oh, my God. Sexy fries. Casey had them. At <laughs> go there. Go get them. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so I, they have great cocktails. So now you can start getting curbside cocktails from some restaurants, which is uh, which is really cool. So uh, why sit behind the wheel and drink a cocktail? Well, let me ask you. Do, no, don't no, do that. They're, they're doing hands free, so they'll actually pour it into your mouth. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have to worry about, about it being touched. Steve, there are places uh, that uh, you know, kind of like uh, booty bars, if you will, where it's just all about the uh, you know getting laid, where they will actually pour the booze straight into your mouth. Right. Of course. Yeah. 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 
So who, who knew they'd be ahead of the curve? Mm-hmm. Press the bill um, has to go to Governor Tom Wolf's desk. So as as soon as he signs it, then the law would go into effect immediately okay. after so it's that, signed. I, I was I only heard part of the story. I didn't catch the details. So yeah, hopefully it, it, that'll be happening. So. Yeah, it passed. Um, so it, he just needs to sign it. That's okay. all. Because they have outstanding old fashions. Well, get at, on it. At Butcher and Barkeep. All right. Uh, here's another story uh, from the Royal House. This, uh, this Prince Charles has revealed... One of his favorite breakfasts. I would like to reveal, <laughs> hey, Harry, the Prince Charles would like to reveal one of his favorite breakfast items. Your Royal Highness. It is. Eggos. Thank you. No, it is a it is a savory and dairy heavy egg dish. Yeah, that's about uh, and right. this helps to mark the final day of the British Cheese Weekender, an online festival celebrating British cheese and the cheese industry, which has been impacted by the COVID nineteen crisis. So on Sunday morning, Clarence House's official. Uh, Social media pages, which officially belong to Prince Charles and Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall, posted the recipe for what is called cheesy baked eggs. Cheesy baked eggs. Yes. How does one prepare this? This is one of... (laughs) This is one of Charles's favorites. Now, on both Instagram and Twitter... But be careful. It will completely devastate your bottle. Uh... Clarence House also uh, referred to Prince Charles as a proud champion of native British cheese. Uh, that's, that's what he carries. The, the Prince of Wales said, Oh, he's very good with cheese. One thing that undoubtedly brings many of us great comfort is good food. It is, therefore, deeply troubling to learn that this crisis risks destroying one of the most wonderful joys in life. British cheese. Hey, remember when your mother led a grateful nation through World War II? What are you doing? Well, I'm a big advocate for cheese. <laughs> uh, the not-vegan-friendly recipe calls for two different kinds of cheese, soft and hard, specifically one of any number of our great British cheeses, he said, as well as double cream and egg. The other ingredients are spinach, uh, cherry or sun-dried tomatoes, and fresh basil leaves. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also an option to throw in some charcuterie for your choosing. <laughs> Trying to get so, a handle on this. So what, here's what, how is, it works. what essentially what is it? Here's how it works. All right. So the nine step recipe is rather simple. Well, that's, that's eight <laughs> steps too many. Uh, and begins with buttering a small oven safe dish. Okay, that that's where I would stop. Then you you line it with uh, spinach, tomatoes, soft cheese, and basil leaves. You leave a small well in the middle to crack the egg in. Once the egg is in the center, you pour the double cream over the egg while keeping the yolk intact. Uh, Grate hard cheese over the dish and then bake for 8 to 10 minutes. And once it's crusty, I gently place it over Camilla's face. And we have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh. Steve, a, a request for someone to, for you to say what my dad says, but with the British accent. Get one some, with some cheese on it. Get God some with some cheese on it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, can you do it uh, one more time? Sir, I suggest you get one with some cheese on it. God damn it. 
We're looking at it. It actually looks pretty good. My buddy Steve is probably <laughs> rolling with laughter right now uncontrollably. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it does look really It kind of looks like a uh, like a toasty quiche. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of along those lines. Yes, Casey. Without, the, uh, without the, the pie crust. Right. Because I do love a good quiche. Steve, can you do it one more time? I want to do it with some music behind you. All okay. right. All right. Three, two, one. Sir, get one with some cheese on it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just that's outstanding. The royal equivalent of your father. Yes. <laughs> All right, so you grate the cheese over the dish and you make it for eight to ten minutes. Uh, the Clarence House said the luxurious breakfast recipe is ready for the maker to dig into after letting it stand for a few minutes. Oh, goody, goody, goody. Outside. It's ready, it's ready, it's ready. It's ready. <laughs> Outside of here. The pig's yeah. coming down in his in his jammies. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. Hey, speaking so. of cheese, by the way, you guys remember we had the cheese board uh, people in here a couple of before pandemic. Uh, Do I ever? Yes. So my wife for Mother's Day ordered like all these cheese boards for her and all of her friends, and it's coming today. What's is it from that same company? Yeah. What's yeah. the name of that company? They, they had tr- tr- wonderful cheese boards. Board boardcatering.com. But okay. uh, yeah, so I. Have to leave work a little early today because I need to sign for it. Thanks so much for that update. <laughs> yes. The nation is grateful for this information. Uh, Will you be making duties before you leave? Uh, let me see. What else I have? Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the industry a little bit uh, as far as uh, the food industry goes. Uh, most agricultural prices have plummeted during the pandemic, but the price of asparagus is the exception. It's gone up. Uh, I am, uh, yeah, I just had uh, great asparagus from, uh, I did take out from White Dog Cafe. And uh, I love asparagus, but man, Preston, from ingestion to just, pee odor, yeah. it, it's, it's, right? it's, I had it it's last astonishing, night. right? It's, imme- it's immediate. immediate. I want to I want to double back here. I'm sorry, on, I, on White Dog Cafe yeah. because if you've not had this um, uh, Brussels sprouts dish, they have there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, oh, right. God. Yes, yes. that's it, it. Is it should it is the best way on earth to have Brussels sprouts? Yeah. It, it's probably nine thousand calories because it's so sweet. I don't care. My God, it's fantastic! Yeah. It yeah. is. Uh, I was just. They brought it as kind of a, a, a courtesy dish uh, to the to the table. We didn't order it. Right. They were like, "Here, try this," and I'm like, "Oh my god, it's out freaking standing!" They're right. open for takeout, as are many of your favorite restaurants. So please try to try to help them out. Uh, so the majority of the asparagus in the U.S. is grown in Mexico and Peru, and the pandemic has seriously disrupted those markets. And this leaves American farmers as the country's main provider of the vegetable, and farmers who had not negotiated a price for their crop before the coronavirus or receiving more than $60 per 28-pound crate. Last year, they got closer to $40 for the same amount. But that's not where the price hike uh, for consumers comes from. We're seeing prices of up to $6.38 per pound in some stores because there's a shortage of um, of the asparagus right now. You know, asparagus is not something you, when people start their backyard gardens. Well, uh, do tell, Nick. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, you finish what you were going to say. Uh, I, I never hear asparagus as one of the items that's being grown. Yeah. 
Neither had I until very recently. Our neighbor grows some. Apparently, it's difficult. And, and there, That's there what are I was thinking. Good uh, years and, and bad years. Um, but uh, she had a couple of bad years in a row. And then last year, it came in and it came in strong. And uh, so this year, her crop is already coming up. So it takes a little while to get the crop going. You have to be persistent with it. Uh, so if you planted it this year, you might not really get much of any. How does it grow? I mean, does it... Uh, it's like a grass. Like it's, a grass? It's, okay. Yeah, it's, it, and it, it's actually kind of pretty. It sort of looks like um, like bamboo stalks coming up. But, but so do you go with a little teeny tiny axe. <laughs> yes, and you have to chop it down. You have to hire a lumberjack. No, she um she already has some she already has some for harvest this year. So uh, some of her backyard asparagus she gave us last weekend. Oh, we're looking at actually a, a picture of an oh. asparagus crop. And you're right, Nick. It actually looks like a tiny redwood forest. It does. I uh, we I got a text from somebody says we grow asparagus in our backyard. We've been doing it for ten years. I'd, I'd be interested to hear how their first two or three years went because I've heard it's time and time again, well, that it's just, it doesn't, like, you can you can plant uh, tomato plants and, and harvest tomatoes later in that same year, right? But yeah. if you do asparagus, you might not have success. You ever gone to a grocery store and seen the uh, uh, Brussels sprouts, going back to those for a second, on their stalk, and they yeah. sell them? Uh, so th- there are a lot of vegetables and, and actually anything like nuts as well that you have no idea what they look like right when, when they're actually grown they're, yeah, yeah before they're harvested yeah. and it's kind of you got to do a double take you're like oh my god no hell idea is that? that like this is the first time i've ever seen asparagus growing uh, yeah. like that before um so asparagus to pee it is immediate pretty much you can immediate you can eat it and then go to the bathroom and immediately. then piss it now have you guys heard okay yes i was going to say beets is another thing now it doesn't make it smell but your pee will turn a like a, a rosé color, color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kath like and, immediately and that Within it's happened within an hour or two. I've I've uh, I've been surprised at how quickly it happens. But if you eat for dinner and don't go to the bathroom till the next day, you think you're peeing blood. You think you got blood uh, coming out of your your pee hole, and that's an alarming thing. <laughs> it is because I have actually had blood come out of my pee I hole. I have too. And that was good. alarming. Yeah. All right. So you hey, you guys have heard uh, similarish things when it comes to eating pineapple, right? Yes. That okay. it will cause, but uh, your your manly essence. Yes, to uh, taste. It's not a so. What does your, what is your semen heard. taste like after you eat pineapple? Well, subtle, Steve. That's subtle. <laughs> yeah, really... we're, we were trying to dance around it, but luckily we got this guy. He's a straight shooter. Listen, <laughs> that's my man. I shoot from the hip. When it comes to seminal fluids, man, I, I shoot from the hip. Well, my question is, how long does that take? Like, will, is it the, the next emission, or is it uh, you know you got to like? I don't know. You got to empty go the tank. Well, first. Nick, I think you'll say the first few years it's going to be difficult. <laughs> right. It takes but by two the or three third years. year, it should it wow. should taste uh, wonderfully. Number of people are texting in about growing asparagus. It says uh, asparagus grows by accident in the vacant lot down the street from our house from <laughs> us. Oh my god, that's our funny. neighbors, and we use it as a communal garden. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Well, the, the, and the, the old joke is when you move into a house, whether you know it or not, you're growing potatoes and tomatoes in the backyard. They're, 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 they almost, you know, by accident grow. Here's another one that says asparagus is good starting after the first year. It will grow on its own. Uh, and then says we grow asparagus too. It took maybe three years to get established. There and you go. we are finally getting some of it. Uh, and then uh, uh, we're finally getting uh, some to eat this year for the first time. So, yeah, Nick, it sounds like it might take... A little while. Hang on. We have an asparagus grower on the line. Ooh. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, guys and gals. Hey. I'm the guy that sent you the green truck nuts, by the way. Ah, oh, the green oh, truck, truck nuts. When oh, we, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. We Thank love you. those things. They tasted great. Hey, by the way, so uh, <laughs> did it take you a while to get your, your crop going? 
Yeah, it's like bamboo. You got to have a good root base. It's got to get the, its root down. It took us about a good two or three years for the roots to get planted. Okay. Like like bamboo, it takes off on its own. So after the first couple of years, it, it's real bitter when you when you try to eat it after the, the first two or three years. But then after it gets established, it does take off. Like the text messages are coming in. Yeah. Uh, we we planted a, a 10, 15 foot spread, and now we got like a thirty or forty, fifty foot, uh, foot spread. It just grows. Nice. Grows, I just grows, lo- grows. I, I love asparagus. Yeah. Did you good. did you plant it from seed, or did you plant it from established plants? We planted it from seed. Um, and it's already we've already harvested this year. We had it uh, this past weekend for dinner. Wow. No yeah, kidding. It's an early harvest, right? Yeah. Yep. Looks like an early harvest for my asparagus. Uh, do you only <laughs> harvest <laughs> once, or does it does it uh, give you a few yields? It'll give you a few yields, but once it gets too tall, and that's when it'll start to get crazy bitter again, and then it'll start seeding again. Okay, huh? Interesting. I, I, I'm kind of fascinated by that. Yeah, I'm fascinated watching other people do it. Thanks, yeah. Aaron. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, You're welcome, guys. I, I wish I had the the patience and uh, and the know how and the TLC because uh, you do have to. You got to baby that stuff, some of it anyway, uh, to to be able to grow a really cool garden. That'd be awesome. But it's just it's not in my DNA. I mean, I. <laughs> Could probably learn to do it. But Carter is trying to do it. We've got he'll tomato, do it. We got tomato plants. We've, we've got a few different herbs. He's going to try to grow some. Um, he's going to grow animals. I think he's trying to grow like raspberries or something. He's trying to do some Ooh, berries those are hard. as well. So yeah, are right. they? Yeah, raspberries are hard. Blueberries are hard. Uh, you, you get sometimes it's luck of the draw. Like they might not get pollinated properly. Right. Uh, so I'll be interested to hear if they turn out for impressive. Okay. What are the ones that I would just eat in my backyard that just grew wildly? Those are poison probably. berries. No. Blackberries probably. Blackberries. Blackberries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were they yeah. really really dark? Really dark. Yeah, yeah. They're probably blackberries. They, you know they used I mean? to grow wild when I lived in South Carolina for a time. They grew wild all over the place, and we used to just go pick them all the time. Who would you turn to technically if if you wanted to to cultivate in your backyard? Because so, we have. A, um, we have a, a peach tree in our backyard, and I guess we have to get an arborist, or what would be? Te- uh, how does that do? It seems like a little it, far north for a peach tree. Oh, I, then maybe it's a pineapple tree. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, but, Those grow on the ground, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, Jason <laughs> Fayon actually has. What does he have? An orange tree? Uh, he wouldn't be a bad guy to consult. Yeah, so, but, but he he does. Uh, he, he raises um, uh, not lilies, uh, orchids. orchids. Oh, it's a pear tree. I'm sorry, a pear tree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so uh, um, I mean, peach trees, crazy talk. But the um, <laughs> but, uh, you can grow peach trees around here too. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they grow them in South Jersey. You can buy them. They're you know. I just on your own. I didn't know. It was, it we just bought the house. It was, it was there, and we okay. actually. So, and uh, and it, it does actually pretty well. We just want to. That's cool. Make sure that it's. Yeah. You know, because I, I, it, it really, I'll, I'll if it doesn't survive, I'll miss mowing over them all the time. Well, and you know what happens, Steve? <laughs> if you don't take care of it, if you don't um, cultivate the tree properly, or you don't trim it properly, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what they'll, I was they'll still well, they'll still grow the fruit, and uh, then that fruit will often fall to the ground and then rot, and then that attracts like yellow jackets and yeah. ants, and so like you, it can you you have to have it cared for properly because it can bring in pests. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I, I need to seek some professional advice on how to handle that. Uh, in Florida, where my mom and sister live, when they, they owned a house, they, they had uh, grapefruit trees, orange trees, all this stuff in their backyard. They were just there. They bought the house. And those things just... They just produce yeah. all well, we had, the time. We had a lovely event for Murder Hornets last week. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it was... Yeah. Alright, uh, let's move on to something else from the connoisseur. Uh, let's see. We did something out of the industry. Now let's uh, let's talk candy, okay? Yeah. How about this? Um, Snickers White Chocolate Bar is back on shelves permanently. Eh. 
No. <laughs> I'm not a white chocolate fan. I'm, uh, I, I have not. I have not either. I am not a white chocolate fan. The only white chocolate iteration of any candy bar that I could tolerate was the white chocolate Kit Kat for a while. Okay. But white chocolate to me, A, always tastes a little chalky and always is a little too sweet. It's too sweet, I think. I don't know about the chalky thing. I, I did used to love Zero Bars when I was a kid, and that had a white chocolate I don't remember the it. taste of those. Uh, it was kind of a caramelly yeah. center. But um, it's rumored that the candy bars will start hitting shelves in January 2020, but it looks like they're officially easy to find at mainstream stores now. Uh, it was recently spotted by an Instagrammer at a local CBS store, so should be fairly easy to locate Anywhere that typically sells other Snicker products. They now make all kinds of different versions of classics, like you said, Kit Kats. And, yeah. And they make a bunch of different versions of Snickers with either almonds in them and other things now. Well, see, I like the almond Snickers. And what I don't like about this white Snickers bar is that the packaging looks like the Snickers with almonds. And I, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Ooh, okay. You, mis- <clears throat> you might mistakenly buy it. Oh, that would make me so mad, Kathy. <laughs> mm. uh, no white chocolate, no fudge. Uh, what's that? No white chocolate, no fudge. That's what oh, they say at the, oh, it's at from the from men's bathhouse. No, no, it's from Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh. uh, all right, so, it, okay, looks like you guys don't care about that, so we'll move on to something else. How about we go with cereal? Uh, okay. A new variety of Cocoa Puffs is coming ah, back. I love Cocoa Puffs. Uh, Cocoa Puffs Brownie Crunch. Uh, you know, you don't have to really improve on Cocoa Puffs, but, um, so the funny thing is, is that my normal, I would normally, um, do oatmeal. Um, you know, I had my ritual, which was uprooted when the pandemic started. So if you think you're going through hell, please know that I had to change my cereal. Okay. No, the, um, but the thing is, is that, um, so I bet on a frosted mini wheats kick, which I've always loved frosted mini wheats and, uh, Cheerios. But I did jump into a box of Cocoa Puffs a while ago. The problem with that, and I found I um, I can eat like three quarters of a box of cereal uh, because it's, it's so good. And I don't I don't feel myself getting full as I'm eating, you know, mm-hmm. or it doesn't I don't feel sated after just a bowl of cereal. And so it's problematic. Do you find that with cereal that you. I, I does, just, does one bowl get it done for no, you? No, 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 no. I got to do definitely, uh, I, I have to do two bowls. Wow. Yeah. No, I just do one bowl. How big is your bowl, if uh, I may ask, if that's okay for one man like, to ask another? Like a soup bowl, you know, standard Okay, my, I want to have a smaller bowl then. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yahoo! I'm Cocoa Puffs! Cocoa Puffs! By the way, the big difference. Oh, did I get the message? Uh, the big difference with the uh, Cocoa Puffs uh, brownie uh, crunch is that it's made with uh, crunchy square pieces as opposed to the round pieces. They're introducing a new brand called Coked Up Sluts. <laughs> Coked Up Sluts. Cuckoo for Coked Up Sluts. I remember that. Uh, but I, I don't care for... The only kind of cereal I like is the more natural-appearing cereal, if you will. I, so uh, I like uh, the uh, Special K Almond uh, Crunch. Um, or, yeah. or I like just regular, you know... Kashi. Uh, I love the Kashi stuff. However, the Kashi stuff's been a little more difficult to find. I've found. Okay. Uh, So Um, I've I've had to revert to uh, more standard cereals. uh, So, you know, like Rice Jacks and things like that, I'll I'll eat those. But I I don't dive into the the chocolate or the fruity ones. I don't really No, no, no. It's standard. And then you put a pound of sugar on it. There you go. Um, I do like a, uh, what do you call it, Uh, Honey Bunches of Oats. Uh, Kashi's good, but... 
Uh, my favorite man, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I I'm love a, Cinnamon I'm a, Toast dude, Crunch. I'm a sucker for it, and, and we always have it in the house because that's what the kids like. But again, my favorite by far is is the uh, is the oatmeal, the steel cut. And we don't. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know. All I know is when I see those words, I tend to prefer that oatmeal. Okay. Uh, Does that make sense, Kat? Let's, do we have time for one more? Or? Yeah, but uh, we got this clip. No white chocolate, no fudge. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see. One last story. Okay. We haven't talked about coffee. Uh, how about this? Jim Beam coffee bean. Jim Beam coffee beans are now a thing. Uh, the Instagram account, uh, Dad Bod Snacks, came across... The Bourbon Ground Coffee on Walmart's website. It's, it comes in five flavors, including bourbon vanilla, cinnamon stick, spiced honey, signature dark roast, and original. Uh, each flavor is available in K-cup form or individual serving packets. Would that be uh, seductive to you? A uh, No. A, I assume it's a liquor-tinged coffee? Uh, well, yeah, it's, the, the bourbon vanilla would be, but cinnamon stick, spiced honey, signature dark roast, I don't think probably does this. Bourbon coffee is a type of thing, is is a type of high quality, oh, uh, Arabica coffee? Arabica? Uh, Arabica? Arabica, Arabica coffee? yes. What is Arabica coffee? It's, Arabica is the, is, 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 is the cousin to the Velociraptor. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Velociraptor. I was not aware of that. So, uh, although all the coffee is called bourbon coffee, it's not actually made with bourbon whiskey. So, bourbon coffee is a type of Arabica coffee. So, get this. Dunkin' Donuts has a flavor called Dunkachino. Oh, wait a second. Tell me more. We actually have a machine Mm -hmm. that hypothetically dispenses it in the kitchen. Yeah. It hasn't worked in quite a while. No. You know what would be, if, if we could get that to work, it'd be sick. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Arabica oh. coffee is just co- a coffee shrub from Arabia. Oh, there you go. Um, that and, makes sense. I'm glad you looked that up. Thank you, because I did not know. <laughs> uh, so that is available. Jim Beam flavored coffee exists. All right. So these are a couple things uh, from the world of food. I thought you might find interesting. No, this, this is a good crop, because a lot of it is on the, honestly, the, the, the comfort level, and I... I, I'm sure. I know you are. You're sampling at home. You're eating things you probably haven't eaten in a long while. Yeah, and it it, it does live up to the comfort aspect. Yep, absolutely. And remember, get some with some cheese on it. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> All right, Sir, put some cheese on it. God damn it! All right. You know the difference between steel oats and rolled oats? Yeah, please tell. <laughs> Which one do you like, Steve? Steel oats. So steel oats actually absorbs um, less water when it's cooked, so it's a more firmer oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And the rolled oats uh, will kind of be a little more mushy. Yeah, I like my oatmeal yeah. hard. <laughs> <laughs> like steel. Steel hard. Mm. And I believe the steel oats are smaller. It's okay, baby. Not all, not all oatmeal can be hard. <laughs> Happens to oatmeal sometimes. <laughs> we'll try again later. Try it later. <laughs> Sit on the bed and cry for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to give away a case of beer while we're taking a break. I have a case of Sly Fox Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale. Uh, which will take caller number 15 and set you up with 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget a dollar from every case sold. Benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer, and you can also order your favorite bites and brews at slyfoxbeer.com, available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, Bizarre File stories are on the way, so stay with us. 
Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have stories from the Bizarre File, and we share them with you now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre. Bizarre File. And it is sponsored by Cinch, uh, propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. You can visit cinch.com and use the promo code Preston, my name, to get $10 off your first tank exchange. Well, a friendly and polite cannibal who put out an advert for a man to slaughter in a gay magazine before murdering and eating him has been uh, going for walks around town lately. You gotta get out and get some fresh air. Armin uh, Muse was given sunglasses and a cap to hide his identity and then driven to another state in Germany for walks. So how is the person who did that thing out and about. Yeah, let's find out. Uh, two officers accompanying him. Not unless him. that's not illegal in Germany. They said we they they always drive him to another state for security reasons. There he can walk around town, as according to an investigator. In March of 2001, Muse stabbed uh, Ber- Burned Brandes in the heart after amputating his penis and frying it in a pan with salt and pepper okay. and some garlic and nutmeg. Uh, the pair Did he have asparagus? met online after Muse had put out an advertisement uh, for someone who is willing to be killed and eaten. Uh, two earlier respondents were turned down because there was no sexual chemistry with the first, and the second wanted to be nailed down and beaten to death, which Muse thought was weird. Well, listen, it's got it's to gotta feel right. Uh, Mr. Brandes met Muse uh, at his farmhouse in the western state of Hesse. Uh, during the murder in a pre-prepared killing room, both men tried to eat part of Mr. Brandes's, uh, Mr. Brandes, who had taken... Uh, 20 sleeping pills to numb the pain. Uh, they tried to eat his penis. Uh, <clears throat> when uh, Mr. Brandes was dead, he was chopped to pieces on a butcher's block and kept in a freezer as Muse gradually ate meal-sized portions over a period of months. So by my reckoning, uh, regardless of any level of consent, uh, that's still murder, right? Yeah. Well, that there's actually some uh, debate on this. Okay. Uh, after putting out an advertisement for a second victim, he was finally caught by police when an Austrian student reported him in 2002. So there have been legal, uh, there's been a legal argument over whether killing a willing victim counted as murder or not. Hmm. Uh, now Muse has been described as a friendly, outgoing, polite prisoner who reads, helps other prisoners with the typewriter, goes to church services, and works in the laundry. He unsuccessfully applied for probation in December of 2017. At the time of his original conviction, a psychological a- analysis revealed... Uh, Muse was sane, but had a, quote, severely disturbed soul. I'm sorry. I cannot eat soggy French fries. At trial, Muse said that he uh, had always dreamt of having a younger brother to be, quote, part of me, 
to be part of me and thought of cannibalism as a way to fill that obsession. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the court is considering a second application for probation, but in January, the Frankfurt State Prosecutor's Office filed a request urging the court to refuse uh, parole due to the lack of favorable <laughs> social prognosis. <laughs> Come on. I don't know why they let him out for walks, though. I have no idea. Uh, Steve, this speaks to the whole breathing behind a mask thing. A Chinese man's left lung has collapsed because he was jogging for two and a half miles while wearing a face mask. Oh, my gosh. The 26-year-old resident, known by his alias, which is Zhang Ping, was rushed to the hospital after he became breathless and started suffering severe chest pain. The doctors found that Mr. Zhang's left lung was punctured and shrunk by 90%. Jeez. They, they believe the condition was caused by the high pressure of the man's organ in the man's organ due to the fact that he carried out intense exercising while wearing a mask. And he was... Cutting off his airflow, right? Basically, or at least he's trying diminishing to, He's it. trying too hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the jogger is now in stable condition after undergoing an operation. He started running about two weeks ago in the hope of improving his fitness. After his hometown had been under lockdown for more than two months, he initially jogged for uh, just under two miles per day, but increased the running distance up to almost four miles after a week. Uh, he insisted on wearing a face mask during his exercise, despite occasionally feeling suffocating and uncomfortable. After seeing other joggers with uh, joggers with face coverings on Thursday evening, he started feeling breathless and slight chest pain. After he ran for two and a half miles, he carried on jogging for a bit longer before eventually giving up and walking home. His family took him to the hospital uh, after he felt the uh, the pain exacerbating. Doctors found his left lung had shrunk by ninety percent, had collapsed, and uh, even edged his heart towards the right side of his chest. Um, they said that it could have been life-threatening if he had been brought in later. So, so. this is like the story of the guy who was driving yeah. for like an hour with the mask on and passed out and drove into a tree. Yep. Uh, this is a wild story and terrifying video. Uh, the footage from a funeral shows a corpse in Indonesia appeared to wave from the casket to mourners, sparking fears the person was mistakenly buried alive. So the coffin has a little glass window in it so you can see I've seen those, uh, the face, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to bury people that way here. And there's video of this, and you see a hand kidding me? move across Are you it kidding me? On the oh, inside, dude. It's has for, it been verified? It's freaky. So the moment was caught on camera May 5th as the family gathered to say final farewell to the loved one in the city of Monado. See if you can find the video for us, because it'll freak you out. But ultimately, okay. the person shouldn't wave back, right? Uh, footage shows what appears to be a hand moving under the coffin's glass panel as a priest reads prayers during the service. Uh, and he was said the priest was saying, God has said in the book of John, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, he will live even though he is dead. And that's apparently the hand moves. Guys, that's a beautiful service. Thanks so much. It was then that uh, that what was believed to be the deceased person's hand appears to wave or touch the lid of the coffin. All right. All right we have the we have the video up here on the, the monitor. This I want is you a guys chasing after cats. Right? Yeah. For some reason, it changed to a different video. Oh, but man. that's unbelievable. If you bury a guy and dogs start chasing cats. It's one of the signs of the apocalypse. So, Preston, how clear is it? You saw the video. It's pretty clear. Uh, so, no one noticed the incident at the time, but others pointed out uh, pointed it out when the clip was shared on social media. Experts debunked the theory that the corpse was still kicking, saying simply rigor mortis was to blame. Yeah. The, well, the guy's doing a shocker. In which the body stiffens up during later stages of decomposition can cause the corpse to move, they said. So, we're watching it now. All right. I want you guys to see. Did you see it? I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. 
All right, up here with our lights in our faces right now, Case, it's hard to see. When I watch it on my monitor, All right, I'll, I'll check on, it my, out later. on my laptop, it... Oh, he's doing the hand jive. It, uh, it kind of scared me, to be honest, so uh, it's pretty wild. Something in Southern California stinks. Residents across... Stinks! <laughs> Southern California stinks! Coming up here, coming to the Southern part of California, telling me it stinks. I know! You think I don't know? <laughs> Coming in here, it stinks! Residents across Southern California, including Los Angeles, complained of a mysterious odor on Tuesday. <laughs> the utility provider, uh, SoCal Gas, determined the smell was not caused by a natural gas leak in the area. Investigators determined the odor is likely coming from the ocean. It stinks! Yeah, the ocean stinks. So it stinks! Valerie Burkholder... With the aquarium of the Pacific said that the smell, the stink, stink, is believed to be a result of the bioluminescent algae that has been causing a stir on social media for the past couple of weeks. Have you been seeing some of this stuff? It's amazing. They had some footage of dolphins swimming along in the waves, and they were glowing. Or they weren't glowing, but they were creating trails of light as they were moving through the bioluminescent algae. It was amazing. Wow. Did Brocky think it, that was cool? It was cool. Yeah, but it stinks. Yes. So I'm conflicted. Yeah, that's right. In one way, it's cool, but it stinks. Yes. Yeah, hard to appreciate it if it stinks. What were you going to say, Nick? I had a friend go swimming in it, and uh, Steve, when he came out, he said, I am now one with the dolphins. And he was kind of joking around, but he, he, he said it was a pretty transcendent experience. There is a, uh, Nick, there is a uh, a lake, uh, well, halfway between a lake and a pond in uh, in Jamaica. And uh, when, when you go down there, one of the big things to do is to uh, go through it, and it, it lights up. It's full of this bioluminescent stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. But, but when you come out, you smell is, really it's bad. Sick! Yes. <laughs> Uh, they said the, the algae is starting to die off, and that causes it to oh, stink. To stink, exactly. Coming up here, look at my bioluminescent algae and tell me it stinks. <laughs> I know my bioluminescent algae stinks. You can say bioluminescent? Yeah, I just right. can't say my name. All right. All right. And that is your bizarre file. All right, when we come back, a couple of guests on the program. Uh, we are going to talk to Dr. David uh, Fajgenbaum. I think we got to get that name. I, we got to figure out Fagenbaum. Fagenbaum, I think, is probably it. Anyhow, uh, he was not your average listener, and he apparently found his own treatment for a rare disease that he had. We we had him in here. Yeah, a pretty amazing um, uh, guy, and uh, but he's he's trying to get some research done on uh, COVID nineteen. So we're going to talk to him about that in a there little bit. Are so many things that they're working on. I would love to hear his take on this stuff. Uh, and we also have iced tea at eight thirty. So all right, we're, we're you gonna, have to. We're gonna we gotta talk to our caller real quick, Case. Yep. Thank you very much. All right, so Ridley High School, we tasked you with letting us know who the coolest teacher of the past year has been, and you came through in fine form, and you said it was Mr. Kevin Acker, and he's hey! on the line right now. Hey! Mr. Acker, good morning. Hey, good morning, Jack. Hey, congratulations to you. Thank you. I think it's the first time I'm even cool I've ever been in the same sentence. <laughs> there you go, but now you are. Nice. How long have you been teaching at Ridley? Uh, so I'm finishing up my second year now. Okay, so you're fairly new, and... So your dad is the principal of the school? He is. He is. What's that like going to work with your dad every day? Well, it's not often that you come home and your boss is still yelling at you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, go yeah. home and do all that stuff. Yeah. But do you still, do you still live bad. at home with your parents? I don't. I, uh, I moved out 
right after I got the job because I said, you know, I either deal with you at work or I deal with you at home. I'm not doing both. <laughs> yeah, no, that's too that's too much. But that that is an interesting dynamic. Nice chemistry, yeah. man. That's a uh, that's that's a tough class. Um, how do the kids take to it these days? Pretty good. I try to you know keep it interesting. You know, everyone likes to see explosions. Everyone likes to see fire. So you know, give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 actually, I used to love chemistry because of that stuff of the uh, you know. Uh, you'd have all those experiments that created smoke and, and fire. And, yeah. and listen, for the arsonist, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, Kevin, what do, why do you think uh, you got the votes? Uh, I have no idea, honestly. Yeah. Um, I know my fiance's um, dad was campaigning for me out there, but I woke, he knew before even I did. I woke up this morning to a text from him that I won't <laughs> so. That's cool. But, I mean, you know, yeah. I, clearly you wouldn't get the votes if the kids didn't like you, so you, you must connect with them on some level. Yeah, I try to. I um, I help run the homecoming committee. So Well, that's, that's a big thing. To, you know, yeah. Reach out to a lot of different kids, get to give back to my community. So it's nice to, you know, get out there and say hi to everyone, to see everyone. You let, know? let me ask you. So as a chemistry teacher and someone who specializes in putting on a little bit of a show and the class and so on and so forth, how has this remote teaching been going on? Do the kids have to blow things up themselves? Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Uh, you know, I've thought about trying it on my own, maybe recording it, but a little more dangerous from home, right? Right, right. Uh, you know, it's going pretty well. That's what, you know, I, they're doing the best they can, and that's all we can ask right now. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's going to be an odd year. What are they going to do for graduation this year at uh, Ridley? Uh, so we're going to broadcast out, you know, our speeches and everything, and then we're inviting all the seniors to come drive up to the high school uh, teachers are going to be lining up around the high school to, you know, say goodbye, and they will receive their diploma at their car. Okay. So we at least get to do a little bit of a closure to the end of the year. So it's nice to see them kind of off, even though maybe it's not how they wanted to go. We at least get to say goodbye rather than just, you know, leaving on an endless note. Okay. And and graduation, instead of being a three-hour so- ceremony, would probably be a six-hour ceremony. <laughs> right, yeah. Hmm. Exactly, and a lot of honking, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Hey, well, Kevin, uh, this is just a uh, it's a nod to all teachers, and we're going to give you the presence of uh, a cool teacher, their coffee mug, and uh, we hope that you, you appreciate it because it's not from us, it's from the students. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And then, Kathy, you wanted to mention something real quick? Oh, no, no, you, you can let him go. I was just going to okay. ask you something. All right, well, thank you, Kevin. Take care. Yeah! Hope you enjoy the uh, the rest of the year and have a great summer as well. What were you going to say, Kathy? No, I was wondering because yesterday you had mentioned um, your school setting up the stages and the kids get to walk across the stage and take right. a picture and all that kind of stuff. But um, Governor Wolf yesterday uh, put out a note saying that there should be no graduations, that only virtual graduations or like uh, what, what our uh, teacher was talking about, uh, the drive-bys are, are being allowed. So I'm wondering if your district is changing that. That's a good question. I would imagine they'll, they'll adhere to whatever you know the state recommends. Yeah. So, But uh, that was the... And listen, everybody who's making certain kinds of plans right now, I think, understands that most of them are going to have to be fluid and might have to change as we progress, as we go on. So, you know, hopefully everybody understands. But when I find out, I'll let you know. Yeah, the car thing seems fine, you know, on some level. And also, yeah, we'll we'll get there. I'll fix everything. Don't worry. Yeah, Steve will take care of it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. Ice-T will be one of the guests we have in just a little bit. Alice Eve will also be on the show around 9 o'clock. So we'll return in just a moment. Stay with us. 
stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, Kat, so a little programming note here. We were going to talk to Ice-T, but he's running a few minutes late. So instead, we're going to shift our guests around. And we're going to talk to who was once a not average listener. Well, once a not average listener, always a not average. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like the Marines. Uh, cured his own disease, and uh, let's get him on. I like to call him. I think I have a name for him, Doctor Fajita Bomb. Yeah, Fajita Bomb. Fajita Bomb. By the way, sound pretty good. When right? they bring those out and they're steaming, oh man, they're awesome. Oh, they're the best. No, it's uh, please welcome Doctor Fagan Bomb yeah! to the show this morning. Hey, Doctor. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. I uh, yeah. hope you're doing well, sir. Now, to just to re-explain who you are to the audience, in case they may have missed that Not Your Average Listener segment, you are, number one, you're a co-founder and executive director of the Castleman Disease Collaborative Network. You had this rare disease, Castleman's disease, and were able to find your own treatment by doing your research, correct? That's right. And uh, it was because you just, you never gave up on it. What, uh, just to remind people quickly, what exactly is Castleman's disease? Sure. It's an immune system hyperactivation disorder. Basically, your immune system attacks your vital organs. Actually, quite similar to what we see in COVID-19. And I had to do work. I was diagnosed while I was a medical student. I had my last rights read to me as a medical student. Had to do the work to eventually identify a drug to try to control my disease. And, and I'm alive today because of it. Are you? And so you guys have, have started to shift uh, your direction and started to look towards COVID-19 and what, what you can find out to help be a treatment for that. That's exactly right. I, I found myself a couple months ago just devastated about what's happening around the world and thinking to myself, I really hope that some research group will follow our blueprint and will actually do the work that we've done to repurpose an existing drug for Castleman disease that could maybe help to find a drug that already exists that could be repurposed for COVID-19. And then a couple minutes later, I realized that I should turn my hope into action and I should get to work. And so my team and I have refocused on COVID-19. We've uh, built a large database where we're tracking every drug that's being tried against COVID-19 all over the world. We found almost 150 drugs have already been tried off-label, um, which is really exciting because some of those drugs seem to be working, but, but more data is needed. So in this case, and obviously, everyone wants to get to that, you get to that mark. I think, and I've heard a number of doctors say this, that right now, the, the the greater get is is the treatment if you get it as opposed to the vaccine right now. The vaccine, whatever the time frame is for that, that is more in the distance. But if we have a workable treatment that if you do get it, your 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 likelihood of having dramatic um, issues with it, it can be reduced. That's sort of the brass ring right now. Would you agree with that? That's right. In the short term, we have to look to all the drugs that already exist. As I shared when I was back on the show in the fall, there are 1,500 drugs that are already FDA approved for some condition. And we have to see if any of those drugs that already exist for something else could potentially be used against COVID-19 right now. If we look to develop a new drug, and we should work on it, it's going to take years and just too much time. What we really need to do is find a drug that already exists, 
find out if it's effective, and then that'll buy us some time while we're waiting for a vaccine to come through. What are the hurdles that you have to get over? There are all these drugs out there. How do you get them tested? How long does that take? How do you know when the results are legitimate? I mean, that's got to take time, too. Oh, it's it's really tough. So uh, the, the questions you ask can't, can't really even be answered, yeah. um, you know, in, in the time on the show today. But, but the best we can do is, and, and what my team at Penn decided to do, is to create a central repository of all the data on every drug that's being tried in any human with COVID-19 so we can track and see what's being given, what's working, and importantly, what should go on to a clinical trial, because that's where we can really get a sense for whether it actually works in, in real life. All right, David, what was the drug that, that proved critical? in turning around your situation? My drug's called serolimus. It was developed 30 years ago for kidney transplantation, and no one had ever thought to try it for my disease, Castleman disease. But based on experiments I ran, um, I, I thought that it could work, and, and I'm here today because of it. All right, so we hear names like remdesivir. We hear hydro- hydroxychloroquine. We're hearing other things. Uh, there's a drug that apparently was used for uh, the treatment of the Ebola that uh, uh, the Ebola virus that are having all sorts of, of different things. Obviously, there needs to be research on everything. And everything, I guess, there there are different times at which these drugs can be applied in the treatment process. All that has to be hashed out. But, but a number of doctors, and there's, I guess, there's a top immunologist out of France, use the same phrase that when you go to war, you got to go to war with what you got. So, um, you know, is it at least okay to say that there are a lot of very encouraging developments or people are saying because we get bombarded with information and, and you, our heads are on a swivel like well, well you know yep. it, it, we we should feel encouraged about the direction a lot of this is going in correct i think we should feel encouraged about the direction i think we should be encouraged about some of the preliminary results my analogy i would use related to war is that without tracking the drugs that are being given, it's like going to war and not keeping track of what weapons were used on the front lines, right. what worked and what didn't. Right. That wasn't being tracked, and so our, our team at Penn felt compelled to do that, and so we, we've assembled a team. There's over 30 uh, members of my lab and volunteers who spend all day going through um, these data to try to put it into one central place. You, you can't fight a war if you don't know what's been used and, and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And David, it, it's been the case throughout, well, through, at least throughout medical history, I guess more recently, that off that an off-label use has proved, as even with you, it's it's not it's not uh, an anomaly. It happens quite often, does it not? Amazingly, thirty percent of all prescriptions are actually off-label. So doctors are often prescribing drugs for for something that it's not actually approved for. This happens all the time. Typically, though, when it happens, it's based on some pretty solid data. It may not be approved by the FDA, but there's usually some pretty solid data. In my case, I was the first human to receive this drug with my particular condition. And also, of course, with COVID-19, there's a lot of first-evers because COVID-19 didn't exist five months ago. So this is a little bit more unusual, uh, but you're absolutely right, this concept of off-label drug use. And it's something that we've really been advocating for drug repurposing, but doing it smartly and to really, really track systematically what's working so here's the cynic in me and obviously when there's there's money to be had and i think listen whoever gets to whatever the vaccine is first deserves all the money in the world that's great but um you don't want this game of chess being played where where because you know you like to think that everyone is moving forward with the same methodology do you do you believe there is a perhaps corrupting aspect to um information getting out or or what's you know what's being tested and what's being kind of pushed to the side drugs that may exist that are cheaper drugs that you know or 
you know, who's got the loudest megaphone, who's got the, you know, the biggest access. Um, we would like to think that those mechanics aren't at play here, but is it a concern of yours? I've actually been really pleasantly surprised with the amount of data sharing that I've been seeing with Excellent. the medical community. I love it's hearing been that. Really, really po- it's been really, really positive. Good, good, because obviously we're, we're, it's, we all want the same means to the end here on this. And you know what? I think that because it, with COVID-19, whoever identifies the right drug or the right vaccine is going to literally change the world. I think that actually some of the commercial interests around making a lot of money maybe will be secondary to literally saving the world. And so I think that we actually may be in a position right now where there are less kind of perverse incentives than there, than there usually are because everyone wants to save the world. And whether it's expensive or cheap or whatever it may be, we just want the best solution. And I've really noticed that there's kind of an all-hands-on-deck effort. I mean, look, our lab is a cytokine storm disorder lab, so we study these kinds of diseases. But obviously, you know, we're doing whatever we can to help out. Yeah, the real concern is... The movie rights. That's what you want, right? <laughs> Ultimately, and who will play end. Dr. David? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and points is... on the, on the uh, the DVDs. Yeah. But no, no, seriously, that's it's uh, honestly uh, your story is a perfect example and it gives encouragement and uh you know, it, it, just keep us surprised of how things are moving along because uh you know, the, the, the more you the more you move along, the you know, the, they say the closer you are to 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 the solution and it seems like there's just a flurry of 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 minds at work here, and and you you're just seeing a lot. And for the for the layperson, it's a lot to process. Yeah, it, it is. And if you're looking for more information about the database um, that I mentioned earlier, you can go to cdcn.org/corona. And if you want some more information about this deluge of information and all that's going on, you can go to chasingmycure.com. All right. Okay. And uh, remember, doctor, if, if you get a breakthrough on this, we want an exclusive. I mean, we did give you $250 yeah. for Not Your Average <laughs> Listener. Okay? It, it, went, it went to the CDCN, so thank you very much for so that. So what you're today. saying is that President Steve cured the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah! We funded it. We gave you guys a grant, essentially. We funded it. Yeah. I know that's a, you know, that, that might be a reach. You basically cured it. You heard this, man. All right. Well, thank you for doing what you do, and obviously, you you know what you're doing, so that's wonderful. Thanks, Doctor. It's good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, anytime, Doctor Fagenbaum, guys. Yes, David Fagenbaum. So, yeah, his story is pretty incredible. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the he's one of the good ones. And when he says there's stuff out there, and and in his own case, for kidney treatment. Helped him with his situation. Yeah, yeah. It's great to hear stuff like that. By the way, Case, can I ask you about your, your thing you did yesterday? Yeah. Is that I, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, there's really nothing to it. But Casey um, went and got an antibody test done because uh, late last year he had a, uh, he, he remembers being sick and and it being out of the ordinary. Yeah. Not, not a normal yeah. thing. Yeah. And so this whole time you've been like, I wonder, I wonder. I, I'm curious because, listen, with this... This pandemic, the COVID-19 thing, really here in the United States didn't really become a, a household name till what? February, March? March. So, really so, March, right? right? And, and so really, and, but the belief is, is that exposure to, to it could have happened as early as late November, yeah. you know, December. So I, I remember seeing dribs and drabs of the story coming in in December. Right. And, uh, and, on Online when I'm doing like searches for, you right. know, prep, show prep. So if you look at the stats pressed and they're saying half that that. That half, there are millions, there's quite possibly millions of people who have been exposed who have already had it and didn't even possibly. know they had it. 
And also that that a good portion of the people will have it and not know they've had it. Right. And Casey, I remember when you were you had sort of you said sort of a pernicious cough, dry and, and cough that was hanging on. Yeah, and it was it would have been kind of in the sweet spot of right. the time that this was all going on. And you're hearing stories about people showing no symptoms, you know, asymptomatic, minor symptoms, and then my brother-in-law. I swear to God, yeah. my brother-in-law just lost his sense of smell for like a day and a half, and oh that was gosh. it. That That's... was all he had okay. of, of the coronavirus. Now, obviously, you're other people of the are big, dying. Big, from, yeah, you're here, obviously, of the people that are going to the hospital and stuff right. like that. And then, so, but I, I think what's happening in my household is happening all over the the world and, yeah. you know especially the country is, is people are are now sort of backtracking going huh. i wonder if you know and so you know my wife had uh um she we, well we both have a friend who was laid up for an entire week with a really really nasty 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 cough and uh, you know again with all of these sort of symptoms you know i wonder i think that that person had that and then not only that but they went away for a girls' weekend, like a day after she started feeling a little bit better, and like shared a room together. So anyway, long story short is what I was feeling was so weird and so different that I had actually Googled what are symptoms of pneumonia because I had never right. felt this way before. So yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, I clearly remember. Somebody that. texts in. I don't know if this is true or not. It says that the antibody test can only tell if you've had it in the last thirty to forty-five days. I don't know if that's true or not. Listen, it's possible. I don't know. It's if possible. you got the Mike, someone we yeah. need to, to get the information. Well, from. listen, I talked to Mike about this, and he was like, "Listen, whenever you get the results, I need to talk to you about it because yeah. he's not sold on it either, right?" Yeah. So whatever I had done, I went to a Quest Diagnostics. That you know they do it there, LabCorp mm-hmm. or whatever. That's where I get my test. Um, there is. Listen, even if it came back positive, there's no saying. No, 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 no. But you're just it, curious. It actually means anything, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, How, when does it come back, Case? Um, should be back by tomorrow. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so and the best part is days. you ordered the cheese board, uh, <laughs> so that comes with it as well. Somebody That's texted right. in and said, what is the company that Casey ordered the cheese board from? <laughs> nah, really? I swear to God. Uh, yeah, so you go to, well, Nick had them come into the studio, so thank you, Nick, for introducing me to, uh, boards, or I'm sorry, board catering, so it's board, B-O-A-R-D, catering. And uh, yeah, so hopefully. so quick, quick question: You yeah. went in, you went into Quest. Uh, how uh, quick turnaround, dude? I was in and out in seven minutes. Was it a nasal swab? No, blood. They took okay. the blood. Uh, and usually, listen, it never it doesn't really hurt. But I always like you know prep myself to get ready for the needle to go sure. in my arm. Right. I didn't even do that, and it it went in. The blood was taken. You got was, your lollipop. I got my lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't offer it, so I went through. I, I went right went through every hey! single desk. Hey, where's my lollipop? <laughs> and I found it. Sir, Pixie sir, Pop. please. <laughs> I want my lolly. Subtle... Hey, <laughs> sir, please. I call them suckers. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I want my sucker. Yeah. Uh, Stay. Not get a lollipop. Stinks. I'm covered in bioluminescence. Uh. So anyway, my wife made the appointment for me, so I didn't just walk into any quest saying, "Hey, I want this." Like you know, I I had a time. Yeah. So my time was twelve forty-five. I walked in at twelve forty-five. I think I walked. Actually, you know what? I don't even. I I, I probably walked out of there at twelve fifty-two, twelve fifty-three. You know, it was, it was a big old sucker in your mouth. Big old sucker in my mouth. Sucker. <laughs> Wait. So what was the process? What did they actually do to you, Case? Uh, they took a vial of blood. Drew blood. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They uh, didn't actually take it. They just drew it. 
By the way, in I'm going to use my red marker. In Los Angeles County, there's a flotation therapy studio is offering uh, the tests for $149. And a Botox clinic there is offering the tests as well. Wait, so like a, house, like a halcyon float? is Yes, yes. So uh, health experts are warning that many of yeah. these antibody tests may not be reliable and in some cases might be jeopardizing public health. Wait know. a second. This is in L.A. If you're, if you're getting, if you're in a float tank... And you're getting Botox. You can't get any traction with the needle because when you push down on it, <laughs> right, right, you're going to sink. I don't the think water. they're doing it at the same. Time, oh, I'm sorry. It's just at the at the at the place. Uh, so the Los Angeles Times reports that there's no clear consensus on whether antibodies prevent uh, reinfection with COVID-19 yet, and regulators have not yet cleared most tests that are being used. Uh, in fact, the FDA has only given emergency authorization to 12 tests. You know what I did, though, Preston? I ordered this Jesus water online. <laughs> oh, okay. It's my understanding. Uh, but uh, according to Jim Flanagan with the American Society for Clinical Laboratory Science, uh, says tests being sold in unconventional places Okay, uh, could be a kind of snake oil type of thing. So going to the Quest Icon. Like sports barbecue kiosks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the spatulas? Yeah, I'll take a jet spatula and a COVID test, please. Uh, so, who knows, man. But anyway, I was curious how that went. You'll find out in a couple of days. Right? I'll find out in a couple okay. of days. And, and then even whatever Mike. I find out, it might not mean anything, you know. So, uh, I'll get the results. I'll go over them with Dr. Mike. I love that guy. He's, he's the best. best. He, he, so he's he's my, one of the greatest people in the world. He's my bestie, and he saved my life. And, and uh, you know, it, it, we should all have everybody. I, I only wish the greatest thing in the world would, for you would, would be to have somebody, a doctor who cares that much for it you really in your would. life. Yeah. It really would, would it not? Yeah, it would. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish he's he's an angel. He is he's the, the, uh, the gold standard, as right. he says. Yeah. Well, listen, a doctor is really only as good as his patients, right? So, uh, but Dr. And his Mike, lollipops. Dr. Mike makes it easy to be a patient because he's so... Like dialed in on yeah. on everybody. But so you're you saying we're the heroes, then, right, Case? So I think we I think we own a little well, bit Dr. of it. Dr. David right. just established that we are basically <laughs> the cure for coronavirus. I don't know if he has lollipops at Dr. Mike's, but he does have that little coffee stand, which he is does. coffee yeah. and tea, yeah. kind bars, kind bars. Yes, there's kind bars. Yeah, there? and yeah. you know what though? I mean, the bastards have been talking about having a masseuse for how long now, Nick? And still no masseuse. Uh, too they long. Used, they used to give us uh, hot towels there. Um, that's where you got the hot towel idea. That's where I got the hot towel idea. I got a hot Carl. Yeah. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, yeah. God, you guys it's are besties. We are yeah. besties. VIP. All right. <laughs> Hold still. I'm, I got a crap on the saran wrap. <laughs> uh, so I, I saw this. This is kind of interesting. Speaking of all, you know, this is, here we go. Corona Corner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Singapore. Corona activities. Singapore is using one of the robot dogs developed by Boston Dynam- by Dynamics in a pilot program to help enforce social distancing in a park. Here it goes. Oh, oh my no. God. This is, this is Metalhead. Oh. Yeah, so this is Black Mirror. Don't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do not use these things for this kind of stuff. You know, Preston, it plays into every dystopian sci-fi yeah, nightmare. I know, I know. Tell me these things on site. Don't send a shiver down your back. Uh, yeah, and you know that it's just and you know that, that episode of of Black Mirror Metalhead is terrifying. Do yourself a favor if you if you you, you appreciate good horror, or whatever, uh, or, or sci-fi, just check it out. It's a great yeah. episode. Do you know you can now three D print those things, Preston? Oh, no. What, the Boston Dynamics thing? The the robotic dogs, yeah. All all of the the, um, uh, equipment you would need to put one together, you can 3D print it. 
there's no way you can make that thing run because that that those things have to cost tens of thousands you can, of dollars. You could look online, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, yeah. yeah. I find that hard to believe. But Bad idea. Why? Who's allowing this? Singapore. Uh, the dog broadcasts a recorded message about proper distancing and also has cameras so authorities can keep track of uh, potential crowding in the park. See that thing no, strolling no, up no, on no, you? No, no, oh Having a goddamn kill bot come up yeah, because you're 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 within four feet of someone. I know, I know. All right, um, our guest is on the line. Hey. Yeah, looking forward to talk to him. A film. Uh, Starring him is streaming today. Yeah, he's um, uh, executive producer. That is correct. So it's a, it's definitely a, a you know a love project for him. Uh, it's called Equal Standard, and you can get it at equalstandardmovie.com. We've had him on uh, many times over the years. It's always great to talk to him. You know him uh, from the world of music and Law and Order SVU, of course. Ice T yeah! is online. Hey, Ice, how you doing, man? Hey, man, what the hell is going on? How y'all doing? We're, doing well. We are doing great. Hey, I want to I want to get into obviously the movie Equal Standard, but there's something for for the years that Law and Order S- SVU is on my my wife watches all the time, and and I catch occasionally, but I did not know until I saw a montage of you that your catchphrase is "Shut up." <laughs> Man, I got a hundred catchphrases on that show, but that one but they, somebody they, somebody linked together all of your "shut ups," and it's hilarious, man. Yeah, well, you know, I saw that, and I, I mean, being on a show twenty years, I mean, there's enough material to make a montage of me saying pretty much anything. But <laughs> twenty years, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, so I watched the trailer. Was unaware of Equal Standard, uh, and uh, it looks really engaging. I was reading an interview with you about it. Uh, you had this uh, this uh, gentleman. I'm um, I'm what's his name? Taheem Bryan who's the writer, yes, and it was a sort of a project of love, and you sort of said, okay, get it done and, and uh, use my name to get the leverage to do it. And and the thing you were talking about, which really impressed me uh, about the movie, is that it's taking the issue today with, um, you know, with African Americans and the police and so on and so forth. But you said, and I agree, it it, it shows the grays of the story. There, Everybody's angle is depicted, and I, and I love things that foster discussion rather than just say this way's right or this way's right you, you know it sort of provides a platform to start a discussion was that the, the whole motivation for you to do this well when when you know i met time and he's a young writer out of queens and he you know he had these ideas for the film i read the script and i'm like this is incredible you know but i also told him i said nobody's going to make this movie you know you're going to have to do it and when i told him i said you know, no one wakes up in the morning with your dream. And uh, when we met each other, he said, I'll never ask you for a dollar, Ice. I just want advice. I just need some help. And so we worked together, and he came up with the money for the movie, and he said, I'm ready to go. And I said, you know, the only note I can give you is make it fair. Like, show everyone's perspective of the situation. Because in these situations, Everybody might think they're doing what's right, even if it's wrong, but from their perspective. Uh, some people know when they're just dirty. Yeah. But th- then, then there's other situations where it, there's this weird gray bubble. Uh, we have a scene in it where one of the girls is telling telling uh, one of the gangbangers, he says, hey, what about a cop that just comes out of the academy and the first person he sees is a gangbanger with his face at it? He's scared, too. You know? Right. So it, it's. It's showing all the different sides, and hopefully this movie can be shown to anybody, and you'll look at it and you'll say, 
Well, it was fair. Yeah, you know, so, so so I have I have both my brothers are, are law enforcement and and uh, you know and and they they, you know that a lot of times they'll see things that that you know they're they're just looking for fairness in the depiction. You know, everybody and they they'll be the first to say there there are good elements and bad elements to 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 the whole story and and but it just needs to be told. If you don't foster a, an atmosphere where people can feel free to say or and communicate in a way where they're trying to. To get a, a result where where things can change, then then you're just going up against a wall. So this kind of thing presented this way, uh, you know, I, I think is is a, is a good entree. So uh, we, I, I, go ahead. I think the big problem playing a cop for all these years, the big problem is the blue wall. Yeah. The big problem within the police, they won't tell on each other, and the police have to police themselves. You got the good cops, and then you got the bad cops that cross that line, but the good cops won't speak out because they'll be shunned by this oath. And it's the same oath gangbangers take, yeah. you know? The, the gangbangers are like, we don't tell on each other. So you've got these two two people holding the same line, and that line has to stop. Like, you know, it, 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 and I, you know, there are good cops out there, that, but then when that good cop watches something bad happen and he doesn't speak up, what does that put him in the equation? So let you know me what I'm a- let me ask you. We talk about you know decades of playing a, 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 the uh, a cop on uh, on a Law and Order. Uh, you're playing a gangbanger in this. Yeah, because when they asked me to first first time he asked me, he said, "Look, I just need your name, and then people will get involved with the project because I don't have a lot of money." Yeah, and I say, "Cool." Then he calls me and he says, I need you to act in the movie. I'm like, act? <laughs> what? I, I didn't know you wanted me to act in the movie. Then I said, well, don't. I don't want to be a cop. I've been a cop for 20 years. Can I play, <laughs> you can are... I play something else? And, yeah, I played I played a leader of a crip gang in, in, the, in the movie. Okay. So, you know, that's what I play. Listen, I, I, I know that you're an intense, serious guy at times, but I also know that you have a good sense of humor. And I wasn't sure if you've seen John Mulaney's uh, stand-up act, his last uh, hour-long special, where he talks about SVU and, and he uh, he does an impression of you in it. Have you seen it at all? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I'll tell you something that's funny. John Mulaney had a television show. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I did the intro for the show. And I was saying, I said, the John Mulaney show, John Mulaney show is shot in front of a live studio audience. I did that voiceover and they came back and they said, Ice, the way you said it, it sounded like he got shot. <laughs> <laughs> so for his sitcom, he had a short lived sitcom. That was you? So, yeah, so now they, I had to change it to the John Mulaney show. It's filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let, let let me ask you too, because I know you're a big gamer, and I know that you have um, and, and I, I love your stuff about gaming, and you do a lot on on gaming etiquette. When you are when you're on a playing a video game, what what is what is the absolute no no when it, when you're playing with other gamers? What is the absolute thing that drives you out of your skull? I just hate people that yell at their own team. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that guy that the guy that's always telling everybody on his own team that he's carrying them. And he's always laying on his back. He's blaming you for why he's getting shot all the time. Because we're not good enough, but we're reviving him the whole damn game, and he just complains the whole time. 
I usually when I play games, oh, I mute people. Yeah. Because they say a lot of people a lot of people are saying lots of racist stuff on there and they don't know who's in the room. Yep. So I kinda only open up the the chat when I know the people I'm playing with because you know, you don't want to play with somebody and they're saying a bunch of negative stuff. Oh, there's there's tons there's tons of I, I agree. I just shut it off also because it's a a distraction. What's your game of choice? Your absolute go to. Well, I play I play mostly first person shooters, so I think you know everyone's favorite would be Call of Duty. Yeah, you know, but I play I play Destiny two. I play Division two. Yeah, you know, I mean the, the game that pulled me into video came was the first. Resident Evil, that started that started my whole addiction with games. But I used to have arcade games in my house. I had NBA jams in my house, Virtual Fighter at my house, uh, 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 Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you're hardcore. Do you have Preston has one of these? Uh, it's an arcade game that's an emulator. It has like five thousand games on it. Do you have? Yeah. Do you have that as well? You have stuff like that. No, I don't have. I, I don't. I don't have any arcade games yeah. in my house anymore. That was in my LA house. Okay. So. Nice. Hey, uh, I know we only have a couple minutes with you uh, left, Ice, but I got some people texting in right now asking about uh, body count. I remember uh, uh, body count probably God, 91, 92 is the first time I remember hearing you guys. Still putting out stuff. You you had an album out in March, and you guys work with uh, with Amy Lee from Evanescence. And uh, how did that come about? Well, absolutely. I mean, we, the new album called Carnivore. You can go get it, listen to it. You got nothing better to do. You're on quarantine, <laughs> but <laughs> but but uh, you know we finished the album, and my bass player Vincent Price had connections with Amy Lee. I did a song called "When I'm Gone," uh, which was a tribute to Nipsey Hussle and how people honor people once they die, not while they're alive. Mm. Amy Lee had something that happened to them, her that was really close to that situation she jumped on the track and blew it away wow i mean it was incredible so basically you know the album is out of i'm, I'm just happy about it right now we, we just did a uh a quarantine video that'll be out probably next week but hey you know what you're gonna do we we're planning on touring this summer yeah it's it, you know it's i'm i'm unemployed right now law and order <laughs> shut down no tours I'm sitting around right now in my bathrobe, like, wondering what the hell. I'm so happy to do this interview. Something. <laughs> well, let me ask you, is the key to successful quarantine being quarantined with Coco? That helped. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Man. That helped. I, I, I wouldn't want to be a guy that was creeping around, like, you know, had had girls on the side, and now he's quarantined with his wife he can't stand. Yeah. That would be torture. Yeah. Know? How do you get out of the house? You know, like, it's, it's bad. You know, fortunately, I'm happy married, and I'm not planning on leaving the crib, so I'm chill. Good there man, you go. good man. All right, well, listen, to Ice, we'll, uh, we'll tell people about Equal Standard, and uh, you, can, you can stream it. You can get it now. EqualStandardMovie.com is the best place to check that out. It looks like a really great, great flick, man. We're very happy you're still doing what you're doing, Ice. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you. And it's $9, people. You spend that at Starbucks. There you go. <laughs> Easy. All right. Ice tea, guys. Yeah. Take care, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, he's cool. He was very cool. What is so this? This is the uh, Mulaney Open. Oh, uh, okay. Here we go. Mulaney is filmed in front of a live studio audience, okay? <laughs> I didn't... Shot in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> I never realized that was him. No. I, it was no only idea. like, 
nine episodes of that series or five or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Casey, programming question. Oh, my God. Uh, we're supposed to talk to um, we are. Alice Eve in two minutes. We are. So uh, we're just going to have to st- ride it out yeah. a little bit. Can go potty so because I have to go pee so bad. So here's the deal. Now let me ask you this: This is, is she like in your? She's in your pantheon of crushes. Yes, and I'm not going to creep on her because I don't want to. I don't want to turn her no, off. But she's she's, she's stunningly beautiful. Uh, she's uh, the she's. Uh, there've been several movies she's been in that I've really liked. Yeah, uh, and yeah, so she's uh, she's up in the upper end. You go to the bathroom. Oh my god! Thank you yeah, so go much. Ahead. Casey's really got to go. By to the sit way, here. what? Uh, when you have to go like really bad, go. Okay, no. You must not have to go that bad if you're going to yeah, sit if here. You're hanging out oh, no, 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 I do, I do. Well, then go uh, because then... I don't, I don't want, I don't want splatter. He just can't stop talking. He's he's talking as he's walking. One of these days, we're going to have to have people call in with their with the most bizarre stories because Casey will always. Oh, my uncle's a lemur. The other the other day, Steve, you said. Some, what did you say, Steve? Uh, he he really stories. does have a story for everything. Yeah, 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 and it's accurate, and it's it's one of his gifts because he he has a story for everything, but it's also one of his curses. It, it's a gift, but the ability to hold on to that and bring it up later on when it's that, time. That's not that would be the best that gift. gift. That would be the best gift. Yes, that yeah. would be a good gift because. Because occasionally, what I'll do is like I'll jump in and I'll, I'll support, but then sometimes I'll just like. I'm too tired to. I, I know. And, and listen, I'm too and tired to lift it. I'm, t- I'm too tired to get this over the finish line. And that's when the texts come in about me being bitchy or right, right. You mean or something like that. I'm like, right. I'm just trying to keep this moving forward. Well, off air, uh, what listeners don't get is uh, one of my favorites is when he walks into a room already talking. <laughs> so, like, even if something's happening in the studio or in like a meeting, he pretends as if it's not, and he walks in like in the mid in mid story. So you just kind of join in wherever he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's we've all got our things. It's though. adorable. Sometimes it's really annoying. And he'll he'll ask, and I, I say to him, I, and I say, listen, don't change a thing because it gives me stuff. And and he he takes he takes the uh, the flack. Uh, so he's a trooper for that. But uh, yeah. There's a story for literally everything. Meanwhile, Sometimes... he's going to be so upset that we're having this conversation. Well, but then he's not a him? part of it. Yeah, and he's not yeah, a part of it. Without yes. him, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes Steve is tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, since he's going to pee, I have a pee story here. Oh. All right. Uh, the European... Make sure it's wrapped up before Alice Eve calls. We don't want to see him on Kuth. The, the European Space Agency said on Friday that uh, human urine could one day be used in making concrete to build on the moon. I'm already doing that. Casey's back, by the way. Okay. Uh, by using materials available on site for construction for something like a moon base, it would reduce the amount of supplies that would need to be launched from Earth. So how? So you would? So what do you do? Well, they're going to have to drink something to piss it to begin with. So here's the deal. Uh, the well, yeah, they'd be drinking water, but then rather than but that, you'd have to bring the water up there, but. Well, yeah, you're, you're not wasting have to. it. You're you're basically recycling you're repurposing the it. Yeah. Why uh, not asparagus? Or why not? Why not take? Is there a way to reuse urine to drink it again to yeah. filter yes. it? Yes. In fact, it again? The, that's been part of spacesuits for the longest time, Preston. There has been a built-in filtration uh, uh, setup in spacesuits that will uh, recycle uh, will recycle urine. It's my understanding, Nick. If you do a little check on this, into drinkable water. 
I know they yeah, did no, that I, in uh, in Dune with the still suits. That's what that was all for. What's that, Nick? And, and then the Martian, they just talk about recycling human waste. You know, yeah. and it's not it's not that much of science fiction, even though it's said in the future. Kathy's on board. Is there a way to turn concrete into urine? Well, the ESA said researchers recently found that urea, which is the main organic compound in urine. That's the goddess of urine. Would make the mix for lunar concrete more malleable before it hardens. And it would also lessen the amount of water needed. Uh, The powdery soil on the moon's surface (laughs) would be the main ingredient in lunar concrete. Uh, The ESA said in a statement, uh, thanks to future lunar inhabitants... The 3.2 pints of liquid waste a person generates each day could become a promising byproduct for space exploration. I'm sorry, but if I'm living in a house on the moon, I don't want my concrete made out of piss. I'd like something a little bit more durable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you see, that place you just bought, moved into, it's made out of diarrhea. Really? And I'm living on the moon in this? I guess. Is there something a little more durable? Yeah, I don't. I what don't about know. some of those space age polymers instead of my own dookie? They're going with uh, with what they have to work with. So there you go. The moon is a, it's a tricky place, man. It is, man. A lot of yeah. stuff floats up there. Yeah. Uh, everything go all right? Yeah. Can I guess? T- can I tell you guys an ironic story about me telling stories? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because uh, I heard you as I yes, was yeah, you know. Um, so I have a sixth grade yearbook uh, that I just found a uh, couple of months ago. Wait, let me give you the proper thing. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I can't wait to hear where this goes. So I found the sixth grade yearbook, and in the sixth grade yearbook, we'd made it ourselves. It was it was self-produced, uh, and we had our own, like, basically our sixth grade superlatives, and then the old could you imagine. Yeah, And yeah. so they basically had a could you imagine for each kid in the class. And my could you imagine, it said, could you imagine Casey not ever telling a story? <laughs> wow. Oh, seriously? I swear to God. So, so you've been like this your whole life. Yeah, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> What's that noise? Uh, that's oh, Kathy. I mean, come on. What are you doing? Okay. We've been on. Casey, how long have we been on right now without taking a break? Long enough for me to take a dump and a pee in two right. separate times. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, and Jace is starving uh, <laughs> and he has two loose teeth and the poor kid hasn't eaten in like two days. He's had soup and smoothies. So he has been waiting for over an hour, I so think, at this going, point. Hey. For his smoothie. No, that's the blender. That's the, oh, okay, that's the right. smoothie being made. I just said, go ahead, make it. They'll have to deal with the noise. So he, ha- he has, uh, are, the, uh, two, are they front teeth? Two front- no, so Steve, um, I think he's a little bit early, but it's actually um, his first set of molars, and both on either side are oh, loose. Uh, yeah. One came out yesterday. Tooth Fairy came uh, last night, and we think that the other one uh, will come out, but it's it's causing that, um, like, you know, that suction cup effect a little oh, bit? That, yeah. it's, so it's like... It's like freaking him out when he eats. So yeah. he's really only had soup and smoothies for the past two or three days, I think. Dude, I saw a thing on uh, Instagram the other day that's really, really cool. It's for the Tooth Fairy. Uh, you would give it to the Tooth Fairy, yeah. but it's a it's a um, a wooden box that when your kid's teeth fall out, they go into. It, the, basically, the box is it's a, a tooth coffin. It's a tooth coffin, but it it it's in the shape of a mouth where you would put it. Each hole oh, each is. Tooth? For, it's for each tooth. Ew. Oh, that's weird. No, is that, that, is that, 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 that ew? That's gruesome. The idea of extracted teeth is just gross to me. Oh, yeah. wait. Uh, doc, like, it's, it's great for Dr. Mengele's kids. I mean, Press, doesn't your mom have her toe somewhere? 
Not anymore. No, oh, someone else has else. it in the yeah, car. They bought the car. She loved them. And yeah, dude, I was a baby then. I I, I would have told her how freaking gross. Where, did, where did you put your baby toes when they fell? Out? <laughs> well, um, the tooth fairy leaves uh, Jace's teeth, so I keep them. But Steve, you'll love this. You know what else I kept? What? One of my cats when uh, it was a baby. Uh, he lost his tooth, and I have Aww. his tooth as well. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nick Murphy's uh, son Desmond has his two front teeth yes. gone. It's hilarious. <laughs> The that pictures he posts of him. He's adorable. He looks like he looks like uh Bobby Clark. Uh <laughs> you know, it's so funny. All right, I've been told uh the Alice Eve interview is not gonna happen, unfortunately. Uh, we we have to bail. We have to bail. It's uh, uh, the audio's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So uh-huh. we we've started to to we're, we're we're making we're instituting a rule. When we get a uh, a phone interview and the the quality is just as poor as can get, we're gonna bail on the interview. And we it's can try again at another time. It's just not worth it. It's yeah. it, it's awkward. We we ask a question, then there's a pause, and you wait and wait and wait, and then you hear an answer come back, and then you want to interject something. You're not sure if they they're done speaking or not, and we step on each other, and it just makes for an awkward interview. And people always comment on the line, you know, on text. Oh my God, this is awkward. This is weird. No, it's because there's a delay there. I'm sure they're a nice person, but communication. If if you don't have immediate response. Is is a difficult thing. So and you can't you can't give Alice Eve a, a substandard line. No, can't do that. I love her, and and I don't want to do that to her. So anyway, don't uh, do me like that. No, I wouldn't. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment, and as we are taking a break, Casey's giving me a case of beer to give away. Uh, it is Sly Fox Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale, a refreshing unfiltered wheat beer brewed with real lemon. Uh, caller number. Eleven. We're going to give that to and one dollar from every case sold benefit to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer. And you can also order your favorite bites and brews at SlyFoxBeer.com. Available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call number eleven. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. Ozzy Osbourne. The Black Keys. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Slight observation that I made uh, the other day. I was at a uh, grocery store doing some shopping. And uh, number one, I met a really nice guy named Ray. He's a big-time listener of the show. And it's so funny because the the line to to check out wrapped all the way around the interior of the grocery store, all the way back to the seafood department. Seafood department's in the back. Because you're six-foot spread. Uh, yeah, and yeah. there's a, so, you know, and, and you go only, like, one person right. per aisle. So right. so the, the line starts way, way, way in the back, and uh, it goes around the perimeter of the store, at least half of it. And so I, I, I pull up, I get in behind, I'm like, well, this is going to take a while. And uh, everybody's, you know, wearing yeah. masks, and a guy... <laughs> Pulls up his cart behind me to me and he goes, Preston? And I'm like, I'm wearing a mask, man. I mean, how do you, right. you know, even know? But his name was Ray. Had a nice long conversation with him. Very, very nice guy. He and his wife both listened. They got two young kids and everything. But it was, it was actually a pleasant experience uh, talking to him the whole time. But the observation I made was before that, as I am walking through the grocery store, and I am following the, uh, you know, the arrows on the ground and, and making sure I'm keeping my uh, distance, social, my social distance. I still, as I would round corners, 
was drifting my go- my uh, uh, cart a little bit. You ever yeah, do that? yeah, oh yeah, all, all the time. You yep. come around the corner, yeah. even though you're not going fast, <laughs> like you, just you were kinda... still playing. Yeah, like I'm still playing. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm like, you're, you're still acting like a child, which is good because that's the way I do it anyway. Uh, when things are normal, <laughs> I drift my golf my uh, um, shopping cart around corners. There are rituals. Um, every time we, we go shopping, my wife, especially one specifically when we go to BJ's. <clears throat> we'll and we will do it every time. Never missed a time. Uh, I will. I will pull out the shopping cart and I will reach over as if I'm putting my wife up into the seat, and she'll put her arms up. Like, I love it. Yeah, yeah and I love it's that. always done every time. Complete opposite of what I normally do at Target. I try to get in and out as fast as possible. You have to see me go through Target. Like I, I actually had to like slow myself down because I almost like took some woman out in an wow. aisle because I was like coming around the corner, not thinking anybody was was you know in the main aisle. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I try to get in and out as quick as I can. Are you looking at the arrows on the ground? Do they have arrows in your Target? You, you know what? They don't have arrows at okay. my Target. No, really? they have it. Yeah, they have it at um, Giant and Acme and you know all the grocery stores. But not Target. Okay, no, that's the department. They, they do have. There are spacing. Most places, are like um, Wawa, has the uh, their their spacing discs. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and everyone seems to be. You know, yeah. I actually was going to the the Wawa on, uh, and this is all positive stuff. Germantown uh, uh, Avenue, um, and uh, I, you know, I, I I go wow, the parking lot was a lot more full, and so that there was there was sort of the maximum group, uh, you know, in there. So I had to just I waited outside for for a nanosecond. Someone came out, and I went and I said to the guy, "Hey, this is." Wild. He goes, yeah, business is picking up again. I went into the CVS. There was a whole display of toilet paper. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, Signs of normalcy. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, But, uh, yeah. uh, Now, what I haven't done, and I probably will do soon, is... Actually, ride uh, the shopping cart on the way back to my car. Yeah. It's you, you actually have to have a little bit of weight in the shopping oh, cart. Most definitely, you pop a wheelie, yeah. and it gets out of control. Yeah, but you know, you had mentioned like BJ's and stuff. Those yeah. shopping carts are the best for that. They're huge, yep. and they're True. weighted. They're, the ballast in them naturally is good enough to give you a good run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got to watch out because their momentum. Uh, you got to you got to stop early enough because they're kind of heavy and they'll keep going. So I have um, I, I usually put headphones in and I jam out while I'm shopping, whether it's a, an Acme. Really? Or, yeah, yeah. I just uh, I I don't know. I just sort of prefer I'm to. Coming up, <laughs> I want the world to know. Press them up, but I will dance down the aisle. I definitely. Do you really? I do. I do. Not 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 full on like. Like Saturday rerun? Night Fever. <laughs> I'm not doing the rerun. I'm not doing the Running Man, but I definitely, if there's an up tempo song, I, I definitely bounce and, and walk to the beat of the music. Oh, Preston, are you friends with a guy named Woody in LA? Is that your radio friend out yes, there? Yes, yes. Okay. Woody does a uh, morning show in Los Angeles. So, um, have you seen their bit called Cart Narcs? No. All right. So it, this is it speaks to our show, too. And okay. uh, somebody tweeted it at, at you and me the other day. Um, and I, I fell down this hole where they send one of their producers out into a parking lot and people that leave the shopping carts out in the lot somewhere without returning them to the proper shart, uh, shart, shart. <laughs> shopping cart. <laughs> Talk about a. I love it. Let's just park here for a second, Nick. Yeah. First, uh, President's D Freudian slip. Yeah. Um, they they if you haven't returned your cart to where it's supposed to go, uh, they send one of their producers and he he calls them out on it and he sits outside of their car and waits for them to return it. But he has this, he has this little siren noise that he makes every time and he just goes whoop 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 
it's <laughs> all, that type of thing. When he goes after them, and it's it's really funny, but they've made it into a bit for for Woody's show so in L.A. How do people respond? Or do they get angry? Uh, you, you get a mixed response. Sometimes people take ownership on it, and they, they'll, they'll apologize. And like, you know what? I was just being lazy. And other times, people get furious. Okay, because it's pet peeve of mine. I hate seeing especially one that takes up a parking spot. Okay, so it'll be, it'll, you know, how there's Stop a little, that stuff. sometimes mm-hmm. there's a little median yeah. that you park in front of it, and someone will put just like the front wheels of the cart up on it, and the, the rear end hangs into the parking spot, That's which is still ain't cool. I, I, I used to get really angry at any time I saw one of those sitting anywhere. I try to think that maybe that person has physical uh, limitations, or they're older, they, they you know, or, or they're rude. That's, I think, more often than they're just a little too damn lazy to do it. Yeah, I want to hear somebody actually justify why they do do that. Because, listen, I get it. Sometimes you you, you put the stuff in the car and you're like, man, I'm done. I just want to get in my car and go. You, but you don't need a, a parking spot no. with it. And, 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 and every place that I go to, like I, I the, the Acme over on Mermaid in, um, uh, I guess it's Chest, technically Chestnut Hill at that point. I don't know. Mount Airy. Anyway. Uh, there are a number of those shopping cart stations all around the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get it right there, no problem. And and nothing sucks like on a rainy day or something. If you're pulling in and there's a spot available, and you're like, now I got to park. I got to get out, and move this freaking right. Thing. Here's the deal: know yourself. If you know yourself, well check enough, yourself. Check it before you wreck yourself. That's right. Thank no, you. but know yourself. And if you are the type of person that leaves a cart just kind of sitting in the parking lot. Then why don't you just park closer to the cart return? So then you don't have to go even further. I like yeah. to do that yeah. more so than parking close to the store. I, like, a, I, I, I go because it's a I little further out. I park by the, the, the little corral. I'm a loner. Yeah. You listen, know, that's the way I roll, man. I, listen, I don't have the biggest mental capacity of the, uh, of the you know, somebody with a brain, okay? So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. That was but, brilliant. But I do know myself well enough to know that I'm a forgetful person. So what I do is I, I build these things into my life so I don't forget things. So if you know that you're just a lazy-ass human being... Then do do yourself and everybody else a favor and park closer to the cart return so that you can just put it there and not leave it just sitting around. All yeah, right. All right. I, I agree. Amen. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, but uh, if you are, yeah, if, if you're a person that does that without, then you're a pedophile. Well, no, you're not a pedophile. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that might be a jump, but I just make the assumption. If if you're a person that does that without good reason, then you just please, on behalf of everybody else, just stop it. I mean, there's a lot of things I want people to stop doing, like, you know, throwing their cigarette butts out the, also, out the car window and so on. But also, on the other flip side of the coin, you don't need the, the Nazi who's, you know, like like you were talking about, Preston, or somebody's yeah. forgotten their mask. Come on. I know. Come on. I, I try to, when I do park in the lot, Eyeball and see if somebody's wrapping up with the cart, and here yeah. I'll, I'll take that for you because I'm heading that way. I'll take. Or, I'll I take love it. those people. Or intercept them. <laughs> I do this all the time. Just take it from them. They take their car. <laughs> put their groceries. Yeah. In their car. Hey, we eat the same Thank stuff. You. Thank you. Yeah. No, Psych. I love that when, when people see, like if people see you headed towards the you know the, to put it back in the return, and they're like, hey, I, you know, don't worry, I'll grab yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that yeah. That's like a nice little treat. That's happening less and less now. Yeah, you, true. Your cooties are all over it. Well, then, and and a lot of times in the um, the uh, handicap parking spots, they are close to the store, but the cart. Yes. Play, so you either have to walk all the way back to the back. store or mm-hmm. in the other direction. So I never. 
understood that. I, oh. I do, they, they should have a dedicated one, but you know other people would put their carts there, but they should have a dedicated one for handicap. Uh, I was tailgating in a handicap spot yesterday, and I'm looking at this guy, <laughs> and I'm like, look at this guy at with this, this cart. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Sandy... So Sandy. she can justify leaving the cart All in right. the spot. So let's do that. Hi. Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Sandy. What's your story? Okay. So um, first of all, I'm disabled myself. Um, okay. I'm 32 years old, and my uh, my disability is invisible. And there's a lot of people that you can't you can't tell they're disabled just by looking at them. Right. Okay. What, um, what is yours, if you don't mind sharing? She has a predator chasing her. Oh, I, it's I invisible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, um, it, I have you can just hear. <laughs> yeah. That's understandable, man. You got to get in your car and go as quickly as possible. All right. All right. Sandy, what, no, legitimately, what is it? I have something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Um, it makes my joints dislocate. Oh, oh that's oh. that's horrible. So that, that yeah. but Preston did say, you know, if there's something that's an extenuating circumstance. Yeah. But I think even you probably, Sandy, suspect that a lot of people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You never know. Right. And, um, because not everyone has access to um, a accessible spot, a handicapped spot. Right. Um, like and, yesterday, and I was tailgating have... in one. I'm like, why aren't there more <laughs> handicapped spots here? <laughs> Yeah, and and you can't even always park uh, next to uh, the cart corral. Right. And the something that's really weird is the the accessible spots. There's no cart corral near them. Yeah, I was just saying yeah, that. Yeah, that's because yeah. yeah, you, you your choice is to walk all the way yeah. back to the store. Yeah. Yeah, and so if you if you can't get the spot that's near the cart corral or um, near you know somewhere to put the cart, you know you end up leaving it where you leave it because. Hey. Sandy. Grocery shopping is really difficult for for people like myself, and yeah. by the time I'm done, I'm just I'm done. I physically cannot do it anymore. Do you ever what catch you... crap from someone because you park in a handicap spot? It's not overtly visible what's wrong with you, and you you'll get this stink eye from someone because they think you're stealing <laughs> a uh, a handicap spot. Yeah, so I actually have, and I have stickers on every side of my car. Okay, not right. every disability is visible. And there are still people that do it. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. We just have to remember there's things you may not be able to see. Totally. Thanks, Sandy. Like a predator. Or or a heart condition or something like that. You just, you know, long distances can be harmful for you. What were you going to say, Kath? No, I was going to say, like, the stores that don't have the, you know, the cart crowd... like you're going to get carts all, all over the grass area there. Like there's what, what are you going to do? Like people are just going to leave it there. You yeah. can't blame them. Yeah. No. Uh, let me go to uh, Derek. Hey, Derek. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? Uh, so it's actually two things. So uh, one time I was actually in Asbury Park at the Target there. And Where Bruce is from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A nice piece of Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there was a cart that rammed right into the side of my car, and I only had it for a week. There's a huge dent in it. It's oh. still there. It's been two years. Oh. I had it for a week. Oh, I was so pissed. Yeah, yeah so that, pissed. that's one of the things is that you, the, the carts uh, – I've seen people ju- – and the, the thing that blows my mind is when you see somebody just push a cart in the lot and just – it'll end up someplace. <laughs> I've seen it happen. Yeah. With, like, you know oh, what? Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen it happen over by Best Buy in Plymouth Meeting. In the uh, in the Metroplex, people just go, "Oh, this this lot's big enough. I'll just push it." Oh, it's like what really burns me is people that leave a cart next to someone else's car next to the door. Yeah, yeah so and they, you, they even put it back in the in the cart caddy. Yeah, uh, there's there certain things obviously that could, that'll make it easier if you just have a little bit of courtesy. 
maybe push it a couple extra feet, and uh, it'll be a better world. Hey, right. we're here trying to work on the coronavirus well, cure, so yeah. please. What was your other story, Derek? <laughs> uh, so uh, um, the Wegmans by the King of Prussia, they're, they're people that I've literally watched. They're next to the cart caddy. They All they have to do is just put the cart in the cart caddy, but what they'll do is there's little islands around or there's like a grass perimeter around the parking lot. They will literally lift up the front of the cart and the back end of the cart and then just leave the cart in the middle of the island. Mm. So someone has to go and grab the carts off the grass if they yep. want one. Yep, I've seen that. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you need to be euthanized. All right, thanks, Derek. The euthanized? Oh, maybe that's too much. Okay. Sterilized. Sterilized. Okay. You always go over the top. <laughs> Have you guys um, seen the footage of a woman on Mother's Day uh, freaking out? This is in New York, Pennsylvania, uh, about waiting too long to get her food at uh, Red Lobster. I have it in the Bizarre File coming up. Next. Okay, well then, oh, yeah, just you wait. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she was, uh, she punched somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then she got mad. With, okay, well, we'll yeah, yeah, I can't wait. That's a good yeah, tease. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Uh, let me see. One other call here. I'm going to go to Heather. Hey, Heather, good morning. Heather. Okay. Hello? Yeah, you're yeah. on the air. Is your name Heather? No, it's Monica. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Monica. <laughs> same thing. Uh, sounds so Heather. close. What? It sounds just the same. Okay. Uh, hi, Monica. Hi. Uh, what's, I, what's your I story? I have a really good reason for leaving my cart in the parking lot. About 10 years ago, I was shopping with my children, three small children. So I got them in the cart, unpacked my stuff. And then I left the cart right there. I get in the car. I was ready to leave. Some lady comes up. She's screaming at me, pounding on my window. <laughs> so I put the window down, and she said, how dare you leave your car in the parking lot? Why did you do this? So I screamed back at her. My kids were scared. I said, look in the car. I have three little ones. I just left it there. We were fighting back and forth. Right. So. That's my story. Okay. okay. Like, That's your good reason? <laughs> I didn't want to leave the kids in the car because I had the baby, too, yeah. and then put it back in the stall, so I left it there. And well, she was pounding. She, so you, she, yeah, that's her big. So to this pee, day, so. you're, you're getting her back. Yeah. Oh, and yes, but she was pounding on my window, and she looked in the car like, "Oh my god." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did she? Did she change her tune when she saw you? She, she had... did because I, I, my kids were afraid of me. I screamed. I lashed back at her, and she was like, "Oh my gosh," you know. Yeah, this was insane. insane. I had three little kids at once, and I never did that either. You know, I just would lock the door real quick, run back, and put the cart in the uh, in the corral and play with play with the accelerator. That was (laughs) here's the keys. (laughs) No, I had the keys. Uh, Play with the transmission. Yeah, yeah, you can do that if if it's just you know with within if you can see where you you can just lock the kids in there. I I would do that and just put up that sign that says "baby on board." Baby on board. Take baby. I I mean I honestly I'm walking away from the car for max. 30 seconds and yeah. again uh, lock the door make sure they're in there it's you know even if it was a hundred degree day they're not going to die in 30 seconds but no uh, i mean i i at one point lock, I, listen, it's okay I had, it's a big secret it's okay to lock your kids in overheated cars um <laughs> but i had three kids under five years old listen i understand and that's yeah. why a, a place like uh swiss farms was such a godsend yeah because you could just go shopping without ever having to leave the car yeah that's when that would make a lot of sense mm-hmm. i would think okay. by the way real quick what what's the age where you can leave them in the car and run into the store real quick college uh i don't know well that's usually up to you nah, I, I would to me that's that's yeah that, well that's problematic i would uh yeah uh, w- when my kids were over you know like nine or ten years old i think i would say all right i'm gonna leave the keys in here because you can't right uh you know i just say uh, 
lock the door. You can unlock it when I come back. That's what I would do. So that's I'm not going to give an age because uh, I don't want to be under scrutiny. Yeah. Right. Because even now, it's like, you know, I have a, you know, a 14, 12, and 10-year-old. Even now, like, people will be like, you can't do that. Play, play with my revolver. Fortunately, the kids never <laughs> mess with me. Oh, you want to get in, do you? You want to get in the car? Get, how bad you want to get in the car, Dad? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been... I, I would have had to have given him points for yeah. being original. Uh, but let me hang on a second. I love this idea. I'm going to go to Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. Tom, what's uh, what's this you've seen on YouTube? <laughs> I've seen on YouTube where this guy, if he goes to a shop like a, a supermarket or whatever, and he sees people that, you know, leave their shopping carts wherever, like in the parking lot, and don't return them to, like, the, uh, the cart cage or the back to the door. He'll tie them to, like, the door handles of the car with wire ties. So when you come out or whatever. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if, he's going in, if they're going in, not unless. Yeah, how, how does he get them on the other side? Because they're sitting in the car. Yeah, I was thinking he tied no, 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 no. Okay, explain. Now, like, if you if you watch YouTube, like, if you type it in, like, however you're Y O U T U B E dot com. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you play to this dude like on YouTube, like how he does the tying the carts or whatever. Yeah. Like say like all right, say for instance, you're in a shopping center, you come out you come out of the market or the grocery store or whatever, put all your belongings in the car and then you're in another shopping center where you want to run into another store oh, or okay. wherever. He'll take that cart where you left wherever sitting while you're in another store, and he'll just kind of take the wire tie. I get it now. Okay, so you, it's got to be a scenario where you're where you're going to more than one place that's in the same yeah. complex, which is kind of that doesn't happen that often. It's got that's a long waiting game. Yeah, just uh, cut the brake lines. Interesting. All right, thanks, Tom. We'll have to look that up. Sounds like that might be set up, but uh, I don't know. I'm but sure. that's it's a good idea if you can pull it off. Yeah. The more I think about it, as we this conversation goes on, if. Uh, if if it wasn't so bad, I think I'd be a cart lever in a in a space. A like cart? I, it, it's not a big deal, but like you know, if it's like drizzling, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I don't feel like taking it back up. There. If if it's a large lot and there's plenty of spaces that, but you know where it really becomes an issue. And obviously, you you if you're not a, a raving imbecile, you know when it's okay and when. It's- I, listen, I I never would. I don't. I I, I always put it back. There yeah. is, has never really been a time, at least that I can remember, that I've left the cart out. But I will say, I, I probably am a little annoyed each time I have to take it back up to the front. And if store. there's no cart uh, little uh, area, no no uh, cart station, I bring it back into the store and I I make and I put it where it should go because it's. You know, that's uh, part of the deal, man. It's, it's so funny how, though, Kathy, and thinking about that, you know, I, I I came to a realization a long time ago. Rather than kill myself to find a spot that's, you know, yeah, yeah. 20 feet closer yes. to the store, yes. I'm just going to park back here. It's not it's, a big deal. It's not that far. It's <laughs> yes. I got time. I it's, prefer yeah. it. You know, I it's, prefer it's it. easier. And so I, I try to have the same mindset with the cart. Yeah, I got to take this all the way back to the front of the store. It's it it's deal. not much effort. I'm a well-bodied individual. Yeah, uh, it's going to be okay. I've had the only that realization. Time I'll look for the spot is if it's raining. Like, is if yeah. I'm going to melt if yes. the rain hits me? I don't know. I know. <laughs> Press. I had that realization when uh, trying to find a parking spot at the gym. 
You know, it's like I, here I'm going into exercise yes, and exercise. actually work out a little bit. But, but I need to get the closest five. Yeah. <laughs> and you get so happy if you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's there's politics of uh, uh, politics of the parking lot. Yep. Check um, out that account though, Cartner Express, and you'll you'll really enjoy it. Okay. It speaks to this, and and uh, and especially if Woody's your buddy, I think uh, you'll appreciate the radio side of it. Definitely. Also, Shartnarks is pretty good too. Yeah. Shartnarks is good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we have bizarre file stories aplenty, including the one from Red Lobster, which yeah. was teased so oh, yeah. expertly by Very Casey. Exciting. Uh, and we still have trash music news, all that stuff coming up. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, uh, I got some bizarre file stories, so let's share. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. And it's brought to you by Steve Mulchworks of Aston. Mulchworks. Love them. They came by the house yesterday. Andrew and his lovely wife, he's the owner, and uh, dropped off a whole bunch of... Awesome melch. Uh, melch? Melch. <laughs> they offer the highest quality melch and topsoil manufactured on site. It's good stuff. Uh, along with leaf compost, decorative stone, uh, pavers, and more. Mulch Works sells to residential and commercial markets. With delivery and pickup available, you can visit mulchthis.com to view all products or call their helpful staff uh, to place an order. Well, we will begin with the story Casey mentioned a little while ago. A backlog of orders led to an altercation outside of Red Lobster on East York Road, or in East York, I should, in East York, PA, on Mother's Day. On Sunday, a video captured a few Red Lobster employees forcefully ushering a patron outside of the restaurant's main entrance. In the video, the customer demands a refund several times before taking a swing at an employee. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and uh, the customer Someone said... Someone likes their Cheddar Bay biscuits. The customer in the video said, I was assaulted, I have a whole crowd to see it. And it was recorded by a bystander, by the way. It looked like she assaulted the other person to me. Uh, police responded to Red Lobster, uh, said Lieutenant Tony Beam. He said, we did respond and talk to people involved. When officers arrived, the employees seeing the video were there, but the woman in the green sweatshirt who had you know, taken a swing at somebody had left... Police spoke with her at a nearby location. As far as what kicked off the incident, Beam said that from watching the video, she was upset because her food wasn't ready and she wanted her money refunded. Beam said the restaurant was closed to patrons and only employees were allowed inside. This woman went inside. Uh Uh-oh. He said, my understanding is all food is brought outside of the building. He said that on Mother's Day, there were additional reports of delays in restaurants preparing food. Yeah, there are a lot of people doing takeout, obviously, for mom. It's one of the biggest days for restaurants yes. of the calendar year. So yep. you can imagine uh, it's going to be that way for this. Somebody texted in and said, yep, I get it. Sometimes you got to risk it for a biscuit. <laughs> uh, but uh, a statement from the restaurant said they apologized. They were they were overrun. They, and they're, you know, they're understaffed and, and overrun. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't it Lobster Week? Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. That exacerbates the issue. But yeah, it's a full-on fight, Steve, yeah. happening at the Red Lobster. And so she hit her, and then the, I believe the employee then ended up striking back. And she was like, you you know, you hit me. And then everybody watching, like 30 people were like, you hit her first! And so everybody kind of like jumped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turned into a thing. Yep. A woman who illegally entered Yellowstone National Park while it was closed uh, due to the pandemic was badly burned on Tuesday after oh, falling no. into a thermal feature. Uh, the woman who was not identified was reportedly backing up while taking photos and fell into a hot springs or fur, uh, fumarole 
at Old Faithful. If only they had signs up warning you. Yeah. Man. And they're all over the place. Well, and they're closed. Yeah. It's, you're not supposed to be in there. Well, she um, was making some lobster. The uh, <laughs> public park information specialist said we did not know what thermal feature she fell in. We do know that she suffered burns. After falling into the feature, the woman drove north through the park before being stopped by park rangers. Due to her injury, she was uh, life-flighted to the burn center in Eastern Idaho Regional Medical Center. Uh, it's under investigation. Yellowstone has been closed. Last fall, a man walking off a boardwalk was burned after falling into hot springs. Uh, and someone else sustained severe, uh, I'm sorry, an Oregon man died after he reportedly tried to soak in a Yellowstone hot spring. Uh, they're deadly. They're uh, insanely hot. Could, but you actually, uh, there's a question. Could you, in fact, like if you had 30 lobsters on a on a stick, could you uh, <laughs> could you boil them in that? I, I, I don't think. I mean, they're, they're, it's pretty hot water. Yeah, it's not. It's not boiling Bo- right. hot, uh, or at least, at least from what I understand. I've never seen them actually boiling, but um, there is in, in Yellowstone Lake, there's a um, there's a, a feature that comes up actually out of the lake, and the old tale was you could catch a fish yeah. and then put it in there and cook, cook it, it without ever taking it off the line. Yeah. Uh, but they, well, they always said that that was a... You know, not necessarily true. Suffice to say, it's deadly. And we, yes. there were, you've had stories of people running and like the one guy cannonballed into it, thinking it was just a uh, yeah. refreshing. No, 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 nope. scalding hot. Uh, police in Portland have arrested a man who they say led them on a chase that ended in a food store's locker room, stock room. The police responded to the report of a man breaking into a snack uh, shack. At the transit station, upon the officer's arrival, he ran off and fled to a nearby store. Officers confronted the man in the stock room turned towards the officers with his hands under his jacket and told him he was going to shoot him. Uh, in response to the threat, officers tased him. I should have used hidden fists. And subsequently arrested him. Matthew Joseph Medlin was booked on several charges. And the main reason I bring this story up was because in 2016, Med- Medlin was arrested for damaging cars and licking a man's face. <laughs> so this is the type of person they were... This is, a, this is a hardcore criminal here. They were dealing with. Wildlife officials in Tennessee say a nine-year-old boy was fishing with his family on Old Hickory Lake recently when he reeled in a sturgeon that weighed 79.8 pounds. Wow. Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency said that the fish that Koi Price caught dwarfed the 39.8-pound striper his sister caught and 58-pound blue catfish his other sister caught. Those are That's huge. That's the biggest fish I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Norman. It was Walter. Right, uh, was yeah, the Walter end. was yeah. the name of the fish, yep. Uh, the agency uh, said that Price released his catch back into the lake as Lake Sturgeon can live up to an estimated 150 years, by the way. And we'll do one more story, and then we will wrap it up. Let's go with this one. Seagulls aren't exactly known for showing restraint around unattended food. A flock of the birds has been blamed for devouring Dozens of donations left outside of a charity food bank in Worcester, England. Uh, the seagulls there have a reputation for dive bombing people, and counselors have ended call have even called for a controlled call. In the latest attack, the cool. birds uh, destroyed food left outside the city's food bank over the weekend. Uh, the, yeah, how do you how do you fight that? Uh, the food bank posted about the gull attack on Facebook, writing in part, "Your donations are so precious to us. The last thing we want is seagulls dining out on them." That's sadly what happened to these bags left outside our warehouse when we were closed. Please remember to only drop off items when we're open or call us and we can arrange a collection. So there you go. And that is what I have in the bizarre file this morning. 
We'll take a break when we return. We'll see if you've been paying attention because we are going to do the lesson question from today. And we'll also get the trash and music news. So stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away as a prize a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift card. And uh, let's see, what are we going to go to for the question? Um, How about this? If you continue to mess with Ellen, she might be forced to weaponize what animals? 215-263-WMMR. That's from the 6 o'clock hour this morning. We're talking about Ellen DeGeneres. And you want to be careful. You don't want to mess with Ellen. No. She might be forced to weaponize these animals. What are they? 215-263-WMMR. You need to call if you know the answer. And we're going to do the trash while we're waiting for that answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it is brought to you by Stateside Vodka. And they're getting you. they're getting to you even faster now. 24-hour delivery in Philly. And the PA suburbs. One hour curbside pickup for vodka and hand sanitizer, and coming soon, their new 1.75 liter bottle. Oh, wow. Visit statesidevodka.com for details. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, though they used to be best friends, Rosie O'Donnell has taken a pot shot at Madonna's quarantine video, saying they are very weird. Madonna responded, taking the high road, saying the quote, Rosie is in a league by herself. In fact, Rosie is a league all by herself. <laughs> Animal Planet star Forrest Galante suggesting a recent deadly shark attack of the, in off of Northern California. More than likely a case of the shark mistaking the surfer for a seal. Galante says another factor could have been the fact that the surfer's board was made entirely out of steakums. Oh, oh my God. That was a bad call. And finally, Broadway theaters are announcing how they will reopen in September after pandemic restrictions have eased. A representative of the Theater Owners Association says their incredibly uncomfortable theater seats will now be spaced a full six inches apart. <laughs> and that's your All right, let's see if we can get someone who knows the answer to this question. Uh, don't mess with Ellen. If you continue to do so, she might be forced to weaponize which animals? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Kelly and see if we can get the answer. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Oh, this is Charlie. Charlie Cavanaugh. Charlie. Oh. All right, Charlie. Heather. Uh, Kelly. <laughs> Charlie. What is the answer? What animals will Ellen weaponize? That would be gorillas. Gorillas. Yeah. Hang on a second, dude. We'll get your information, and we will give you a $50 Lee's Hoagie House gift card. Lee's Hoagie House has been serving up the best cheesesteaks and hoagies in the area since 1953. And Lee's is open for pickup or delivery for lunch and dinner. You can find the Lee's closest to you at leeshoagiehouse.com. Let's do music news. 
Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I didn't know there was more to that. Yeah, yeah. Is that from uh, South Park, I think? Despicable Me? Oh, okay. Uh, by the way, music... What? I was thinking it was Pokemon. Oh, wow. Or Pokemon? How do you say it? Pokemon. Pokemon. It's right. Butters. It's South Park. Okay. Uh, the uh, music news said Kathy needed to join, right. and so we got everybody. Marissa, you want to say anything? No. Okay. All right, perfect. There, that's perfect. everybody. That uh, the music news is brought to you by Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and you can join Nick McWayne and Team Luke Beasley Media as they set up to take cancer down by participating in the LLS Big Virtual Climb on June 13th. You can visit bigclimb.org slash philly to register today. Uh, the makers of a handcrafted ultra-premium British vodka called Ghost claim they've received a letter from the Swedish occult rock band threatening legal action over the use of the name Ghost. Ghost, the band, has also marketed a gin using the group's name, which could conceivably have caused marketplace confusion. The vodka company, which launched in June of 2015, claims the band founder, Tobias Forge, and his representatives have known about their products since 2016. After sharing an initial post about the matter late Saturday on Facebook, the vodka makers issued a lengthier statement this week. Uh, Ghost Drinks uh, sales director, Rai Leon, wrote, uh, the band take umbrage to Ghost Vodka trading since 2015, it says, being allowed to title their brand as such, feeling they should have exclusive use of the word ghost across a multitude of different sectors. This is despite their primary business and income deriving from music and not having a competing product in this sector. Uh, Leanne added that Ghost Vodka is now available in 36 countries, but had not heard of the band Ghost at the time of its launch and was not marketed to a rock or metal crowd. When you get to something as common as the word ghost, I know. Yep. <clears throat> come on. Uh, neither Forge nor his representatives have commented on the matter. Forge is working on a fifth Ghost album due out next year. Who was it? Which one of the high profilers tried to market? Tried to to steal a name? It was so. It was like an everyday common. Well, the like, Kardashians tried yeah. to. It was something like. Uh, oh, jeez, uh, no! It was it, a common word. A common word. Yep. And I forgot what it was. Um, I remember Paris yeah. Hilton tried to. Uh, That's hot. That's hot. Yeah. yeah. But it was the Kardashians was trying like, was like the carport. You know? Yeah, it was something like that. It was something mm-hmm. pretty standard in in everyday speech. But I don't remember. What was, wasn't it the kid's name? Oh, it might have been. Well, they've already done Stor- that. Well, yeah. Well, there was Saint and West and right Biff, mm-hmm. Happy, oh, good old Biff, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> That's a ghost. That's a ghost. <laughs> Marilyn Manson is the subject of a new book of photography called 21 Years in Hell, due out in June. It features uh, 21 years of classic and previously unpublished pictures of Manson by British photographer uh, Peru. Uh, I guess that's how you say his name. P-E-R-O-U. Perot. Perot. Who has become the singer's principal photographer since they met uh, on a shoot in 1998. The book features over 350 photographs, including conceptual portraits informal behind-the-scenes pictures and on-stage images. Oh, your imagery's orgasmic, Peru. Uh, many of the images reportedly show vulnerable sides of Manson's personality that have rarely been seen by the public. Uh, Manson said in a statement about Perot, 
Peru or Perot? I don't know. P-E-R-O-U. Perot? Yeah, let's go with that. Perot. Uh, I just remember <laughs> the first time you showed up. Bomber jacket, high-laced boots, fully British, barely understandable. I became automatically comfortable around you, and that's the most important part. Absolutely. He's one of the world's leading portrait photographers. He has worked with many famous bands, artists, and personalities such as uh, Al Gore, Gillian Anderson, Led Zeppelin. I Col- love Al Gore's band. Coldplay, David Beckham, Jay-Z. Are all you individuals this evening ready to rock? Uh, Missy Elliott, you 2 and more. So you can see that new book. It's titled 21. This is terrible news. Oh, boy. Uh, Melissa Etheridge's 21-year-old yeah. son, Beckett this. Cipher, has died of a drug overdose. Oh. Etheridge and her ex-partner, filmmaker Julie Cipher, had two children together, daughter Bailey and Beckett, both of whom were conceived via artificial insemination with David Crosby acting as the couple's sperm donor. Uh, the couple split in 2000. Uh, Etheridge and her ex-wife, Tammy Lynn Michaels, are the parents to 13-year-old twins. Uh, fans learned of Beckett's death via Etheridge's social media, which announced yesterday, we are sad to inform you that Melissa's son, Beckett, passed away, and there will not be a, con- there will not be a Concerts from Home show today. Uh, she later posted a message on social media that said, Today I joined the thousands of families who have lost loved ones to opioid addiction. My son, Beckett, who was just 21, Struggle to overcome his addiction and finally succumb to it today. He will be missed by those who love him, his family, and friends. Terrific. My heart is broken. I am grateful for those who have reached out with condolences, and I feel their love and sincere grief. We struggle with what else we could have done to save him, and in the end, we know he is out of pain right now. I will sing again soon. It has always healed healed me from Melissa. That's terrible. Horrible, horrible news. Uh, Moving on, something completely different. Uh, Paul McCartney is still the top rocker on Britain's annual Sunday Times Rich List. (laughs) Paul and his wife Nancy are tied at number one with composer Andrew Lloyd Webber at $993 million. (laughs) Amazingly, uh, singer Rihanna comes in at number three with a whopping $570 million. Rihanna, what did did she she get into? Did she marry into... Is this their personal wealth? Um, did Rihanna... It just says riches, so... All right. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if she's married or not. I think she might have married into money. Okay. Uh, but I don't know what would account for that that amount of wealth for Rihanna. Elton John follows with $442 million. Mick Jagger, $349 million. Uh So, yeah, there's... Uh, a, a lot of these names are, are of the old, uh, you know, rock, uh, British invasion. Olivia and Donny Harrison, uh, $330 million. Number six, Ringo Stars, number eight. Michael Flatley. Michael That's Flatley. Riverdance Dan- guy, yeah, right? Riverdance. Number nine. And tying for ten was Ed Sheeran, Rod Stewart, and Sting. No Mike Reno? No, from Loverboy? Yeah. No, he's, no, he's not on that. He's British? No, he's not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think he's Canadian. Well, Rian- he's been Rian- Rian- not British Same either. thing. He visited England. Right. And then one last story. Rihanna's single. She's single. So, yeah, I know she was involved with a with a billionaire for a while, but I just doubt he would I doubt he would just give her a billion. Yeah, were they married? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, never, right. been, never been married. Okay, huh. then she must uh, dabble in... I'm guessing Bitcoin. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Maybe Oh, uh, wait, Marissa's fashion. got her finger up. 
Marissa's finger. Let's yeah, go to it. A Daily Mail article that breaks down where all of her money comes from, and it's fashion. Okay, it is she fashion. Has a like a lingerie line and another one. It's called Fenty. Okay. Fenty. And right. makeup. Yeah, she's she's out there doing her stuff. All right. Thank you very much. And then one last story. Kiss has published its Kiss Cruise, or I'm sorry, not published. It's pushed its Kiss Cruise 10 a full year, with the job being postponed until October of 2021. Paul Stanley posted a message in which he told fans, Hey, everybody, I hope you're staying safe, and I hope you're staying sane. We kind of saw this coming, but we were hoping things would change, but they haven't. Even if we wanted to do a Kiss Cruise this year... Uh, it would probably be canceled because there are so many restrictions being put in place <laughs> that you wouldn't get the cruise you wanted anyway. So my uh, trainer uh, is uh, Dwayne from Vertex Fitness. He has been on countless yep. Kiss Cruises. He was watching all the news about this. This might very well devastate him. Huh. Uh, he said, we will see you next year. Hold on to your tickets. Uh, the ship is sold out. You, don't you go nowhere. You don't want <laughs> You don't want to lose your place. Dwayne actually met my stepsister on um, one of the cruises she goes on them too yeah wow. and they happen to and there's thousands of people on these things they happen to run into each other i guess they started talking and yeah. they found out they had, they had this thing in common but it's it too it, funny it's such a, a community that's involved with this and it's such a thing and uh yeah, yeah. and, and he people are going them love them all the time so yeah. the conversation goes hey where are you from oh, i'm from the you know philadelphia and she goes, oh, my brother-in-law works in Philadelphia. He's on the radio. Stepbrother, but yeah. Stepbrother, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there you go. And that's how it happens. And it's it's that's what's so beautiful about the whole experience. About the Kiss uh, Absolutely. cruises? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And uh, that is the uh, music news. We are done with We're it. We're Audi 5000. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no chickens? From- no chickens. Well, oh, okay. There's a time and place. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now is not the time nor the no, place. No, it would be inappropriate. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. And the letter of the day for the word of the week is what we'll get next. Turn it over to Pierre. So stay with us. Be back shortly. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks. Coming to an end of our show, end of our workday. If you uh, if you work early like us and you're rapping in a little while. Uh, Casey's theory is that uh, it's officially Friday when, when you're done with work. So uh, on I, Thursday, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I've come around to that way of thinking that the weekend officially starts when you've wrapped up work on Thursday. On Thursday, because yeah. Friday you don't ever Friday, really work. Friday's easy. Yeah, Friday's easy. You can you can work through a Friday and then then you're home free. So, so are you saying we're finished work? We're done. Yeah. We're done. It's the weekend's here. Isn't that All wonderful? Right. <laughs> It's uh, Casey brought me in on that a couple of weeks ago, and I've, I've, I've it makes the week go by quicker. I I'm think. still gonna have to work that one, but I do love yeah. I, I do love Thursday is a great day for me because it's like at night, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll do things that are, are weekendish, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, and so I can see that. I think uh, Thursday is so great for you because technically, well, not technically, but figuratively, it is uh, half of Thursday is Friday. Um, if you if you go by the way I say, you know, when work is done on Thursday, it's officially Friday. There's a case to be made that one-fifth of Monday is Friday. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Well, there's actually a case to be made that one fifth of Sunday is Monday, uh-huh. and because I had I had posed a question. And Wednesday on, is Sunday at Carvel. <laughs> that's right. I posed a question on Twitter, you know, a couple of years ago about what's better, Friday or Sunday. Yeah. And there was an overwhelming response oh. that said Friday was better, and yes. I was like, "That's crazy." Better. No, it's not crazy. It's absolutely a fact. I In agree. fact, the but, Pope made that statement. But you have to work on Friday, which is kind of like doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter, right? Sunday kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, Sunday so, Sunday's a day off, but it's. It's the end. So my Sunday starts off good, and then it's and then I'll watch. You know, I'll do my stuff in the afternoon, and then there's a point where it's like uh, getting back to the thing. Yeah, and then America's Funniest Home Video. That's <laughs> right. And then I'm like, okay, all right, there's well, hope. Yeah, for you, it's Love Boat, and then America's yes. Funniest Home Videos, the greatest television show ever, <laughs> the Love Boat or the Sexual Molestation Boat, as it's better known. <laughs> oh I'd like to thank our guest, Ice T, for being <laughs> on the show this morning. Yeah. It was cool, man. Ice is a great conversation with him all the time. Uh, and Dr. David uh, Fagenbaum, who is yes. Uh, Dr. Fagenbaum was not your average listener, managed to cure his, uh, he found a treatment for his own disease uh, where there wasn't one. So he saved his own life. Uh, and he's working on saving other people's lives with uh, his research on COVID-19, hopefully finding an already existing drug that might work properly. Yeah, he said that he has um, a podcast up on his website that he forgot to mention, um, but he said it goes into more detail, basically what we discussed today, but really goes into detail. So if you're interested in hearing it, um, you can find it on his website, which is ChasingMyCure.com. Nice. Cool. Excellent. Uh, Pierre's here. Hey, man. He's been on national news a lot, that guy. Yeah, yeah. We were just, uh, when we talked to him this Heard morning, him some texts were coming in saying that, yeah, he's he's been popping up on uh, national news. Don't uh, know if you heard he's him a listener. credit us with uh, virtually curing coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, it I, was I, amazing. I, it was I did. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, nothing is confirmed yet, and it actually hasn't been done, but when it does, we'll get the you. full credit. As well you should. Yeah. Uh, how you doing today, man? I'm fine. I, you know, if you were thinking of the days of the week <laughs> as people, and um, and they came to the dinner table, right? Um, you know, don't you feel bad for Monday? Because poor Monday arrives at the dinner table. You've got your double shot Tuesday. You've got your Wednesday hump day. Your thirsty Thursday. Your freaky Friday. <laughs> your uh, sinful Saturday, and your satanic Sunday. But um, you know, poor Monday. At the I, table. Mm. Monday, as a person, you know, I could just see Monday kind of slumping over to the table with a, going, hey, how you doing? Okay. Like, I don't know. Okay, if I sit down. Whereas, okay. the reframe on Monday would be, um, hey, it's Monday. We get to start again. Come on, team. Let's get together. That's how I see Monday. That's I how see I Monday see Monday as a person as full of hope, full of, uh, full of great expectations. Vigor. And then... Tuesday hits and then the depression. quiet desperation. Yeah, quiet desperation. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I don't hate Mondays. Tuesdays are the least exciting day of the week for me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wednesday, you start to see a glimmer of hope. That's why they had to make Taco Tuesday to give it something. Something. Yep. Something. Uh, now I do like Double Shot Tuesdays. Don't okay. get me wrong yeah. about that. But Tuesday seems to be the 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 least hopeful day. Um, of the week for me personally. Wednesday, you start to see a glimmer of hope. Thursday, you're almost there. Friday, you've arrived. Saturday, you're uh, you're in it 
Well, I was going to say balls deep, but yeah, yeah. You know, anyway, you I mean, man, beach balls. balls. You yes, you can. Can't beach balls, right. absolutely. Beach balls deep. Yeah, and uh, and then Sunday, uh, you're wrapping up, and then it starts to get a little bit. Yeah, then you're you just one, unhappy. One but then Monday, beat. it's like here I am. All right, let's make this. Let's make let's do the best we can. These are the psychological games that you play with yourself. I, I, I'm I like I, again. I employ those same tactics. So the the way the week is framed, and it helps you get through. Mm. Right? There you go. Excellent. Um, letter. Yes. All right. What the hell is that? <laughs> Fix that. That was a nice guitar. You scared me. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. <laughs> All right. The pre- yeah, that's a positive. <laughs> the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. He is in terrific. All right. Yeah. All right. I like it. We have a physique round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. Uh, and you can see what that looks like on our contest page, WMMR.com. Landis Block, by the way. Start imagining your own backyard paradise by locking, looking at the photo gallery. <laughs> no, you should. The stuff is great. It yeah. really is. At the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. We're giving that away tomorrow. It's going to be really cool. Uh, what's up on today's show, ma'am? I love that they call it a physique barbecue. Yeah. I think that sounds uh, it's particularly... It's spelled P-Y-Z-I-Q-U-E. Is this supposed to be physique? Uh, I'll go with physique. Okay. It looks way cool. Physique. Yeah. Uh, and um, it'll help your physique just being yeah, around it's just it. lifting that sucker up. It's yeah. made of stone. Physique. Uh, no, it's very cool. Maybe it's physique. I don't know, man. How come no one corrects us? Nobody tells me. And anything. where are those pictures I was supposed to look at? Two. I can't come out of some damn sad song into a story about a heavy barbecue. <laughs> Take one with some goddamn cheese on That's it. That's right. No, yeah. Get one, it? get one with some cheese on it. God damn it! That's what my dad says. Anyway, wow. mm-hmm. my mother used to say, "I'll eat my hat in Macy's window." I'll eat my hat in Macy's window. Like if some bizarre thing were right. to happen, mm-hmm. if that happens, I'll eat my hat in Macy's window. My mm-hmm. mother used to say, "I'll eat your ass with a spoon." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> remember that? What was that? Um, what was that? We accidentally played it. Do you remember that clip? No. It was. I'll get you. I'll get you a spoon so you can eat, eat my ass. ass. That was it. It played during something. It just a something cl- serious. Serious. The yeah. clip fired off that we had. And we're like, oh no, not that one. Yeah, that's great. On the program today, thank you for asking. I will have um, workforce blocks of Talking Heads and Poison, Leonard Skinner, Vinyl Cut. It'll be a great Thursday to hang out with us. It's going to be a beautiful day. All right. <laughs> Let me thank our sponsors. Do I have any sponsors? No, there's no sponsors today. Okay. All right. No, we thank them. Well, thank for being you, there. sponsors. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow on our program, uh, we moved a couple things. We're going to have Bill and Jean Beretta. Uh, one is a children's author. They've been on the show together uh, many times. They're great. And, They're starting a podcast. And the other is a uh, voice of a few different characters from the uh, Sesame Street show. Yeah. Uh, and also, good chance we might have Hal Sparks on the program and talk. Another one of our friends are just checking in with yes. how they're doing. Uh, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. WMMR. The Preston and Steve Love. Hate you. Live. You people that want to rent an RV, listen to Wisdom of a Truck Driver. One, don't camp out in the left lane. Drive in the right lane, pass in the left. Two, when you make turns, watch your ass in. This is all. Next message. Oh, what a beautiful morning it is. Sun is shining. It's going to be warm. And I think my kid's going to get a motherfucking 
job. Next message. This fashion statement should have died 25 years ago, but for the love of God, pull your pants up. You look like you're too stupid to know how to dress yourself properly. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Tennis betting makes its long-awaited return to BetRivers.com. Hey, what's up? It's James Gamble. Each week on Checkpoint XP, me and my co-hosts Robbie Landis and Weirdbeard are bringing you a layman's perspective on all the latest in the world of esports and gaming. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.